During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems, like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on selected gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Hey, what's up? It's a podcast. <laughs> God, that's gonna kill me all day trying to think what that's from. You, you don't know? It's a girl talk, right? No. no, 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 no. What it's is that? uh, it's Daft Punk. Oh yeah, okay. There what, we go. What song is that? Uh, I don't oh, know what song it is. is that uh, on the du- Defunk. Is that the tutorial says. level of DJ Hero? <laughs> I don't know. I think I've heard that. Five billion times, and it's probably from that game. That was a uh, <laughs> big thanks to Teddy J. Brandon is joining us today. Brandon, you played DJ Hero? Yeah, I own it. They really? Yeah, remember we got that game, uh, and everyone thought it was really awesome. Then you buy it, and so it's like, oh, wow, this is fun for a minute. It was hard, though, like getting doing all the spins and stuff. I gave up pretty quickly. That's that, Griffin Ramsey giving her opinion. My opinion is I give up. Now I'm just trying to introduce everyone as they talk. Oh. So we got... Bernie, Brandon, Griffin, and Gus. What's up? Hey, everybody. I'm a little froggy today. The double yeah. Bs and the double Gs. You, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? So I hear you punched a girl in the face. Yeah. Oh, she deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness to me, she kicked me in the chest about 30 times a couple hours before. Why? Uh, we were – Monty was kind of capturing motion. Mm-hmm. Kind of? Kind of capturing motion? <laughs> he wasn't really capturing. He was just like recording – the way this actress moved as a reference for animation. And a part of that was her beating the shit out of me after Monty kicked me in the stomach, which was <laughs> awesome. And we have the video of that. And so um, later that night, I accidentally somewhat had my face or had my hand hit her face accidentally. Accidentally. It's not like I left a mark. <laughs> I got to find this video of you getting kicked in the stomach now. Listen, dude, that never never explain that away by saying it didn't leave a mark. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the way to she, make uh, that right. We had been drinking uh, that night, and she went from my phone to look through my photo album, and I rigorously wrestled that away from her. Do you at any point in this explanation, do you want to use the word accident yeah. just to throw that word in there? <laughs> she actually accidentally fell and hit her head on the door. <laughs> I call my fist the door. Yeah, when you say you didn't leave a mark, like that's almost it almost makes you sound more practiced. Like at hitting girls. No, I'm just saying like we were just scrambling for the phone. It was just like a ruckus and I put some so- I put some soap in a towel and beat her with it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach her to finish her PT slowly. I, I apologize <laughs> profusely. I felt really bad about it. So you show who we're talking about. I apologize phone. to her. I'm not going to apologize to any of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking for an apology. I, I, I want to see the pictures though. Let I, me see your no, phone. I hadn't, no, I hadn't, I hadn't heard this phone. story at all. Like as I was getting set up in here and I mentioned that uh, I was going to ask you if you want to be on the podcast. Jack was like, ask him, how, ask him how he punched a girl in the face. 
I was like, okay. So wait, what's on your yeah. phone? That, that's the important question. Right, exactly. So so obviously you, got you some- had to get this phone away from her. It was very you important. know, that makes so much sense that you asked that because I obviously didn't want one person to know it was on the phone. <laughs> so of course I'm going to explain it on a podcast. You don't have to that's show us. Just tell makes- us. Describe no. it. You, no. you might not want a girl to see it, but it might be okay to show someone that you work with who's not a girl. So don't show along, along with everybody. <laughs> show me and I'll determine whether or not Griffin can take along a look at it. Along with everybody that's listening. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Okay, oh, listen. Man. Now it's my like goal to get that phone. <laughs> so password me, protected. You're so concerned about what you have on your phone. Yes. That you punched a girl in the face and didn't I leave didn't a mark. Punch if her, it's password protected, we why did you punch for her? The phone. If she she was going for the phone too. If she would have just been like, You can have your phone back instead of stealing it from me, none of this would have happened. So your phone is password protected then? Or it not is password? password protected. So then she couldn't get to the pictures. Well, no, no. I was showing her a picture and then she like – she took it from me. And it wasn't like, hey, let me see your phone. It was ha-ha. Like she grabbed it. Yeah. And then I got frantic and I was like, no, 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 no. I need that back. Do not go through that. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure in the time that I've known you, which is just a few years now, you've lost two phones. No, I haven't lost a single phone. But you lost – well, you definitely lost, I lost one. I lost, no, I lost one for like four or five days. And then, oh no no no! I broke the first one right, and then I lost the second one under my couch. So like back to my days. original correct story: you've <laughs> lost two phones. No no no! It's you don't lose it if you find it again. Do you have it? You lose, it leaves <laughs> yes. your possession. It leaves your no. Don't leave a mark. Striking range, right? I mean, that's how far away your phone gets. From you. <laughs> so why would you keep anything on the phone that you're worried about? If you lose, if it. you lose them so frequently, I don't lose them frequently. I didn't lose either of them. I broke one, and the other one was in my apartment. Yeah, but still losing. Nevertheless, it's it. password protected. Then you trust that. All I'm saying is, you have this mobile device yes. that you're keeping obviously very sensitive materials on. Yes. How, uh, is it new sensitive materials? So are you are you a spy or a pervert? Uh, can Ooh. it be both? <laughs> like, why are be, those mutually that's, that's, exclusive? That's a, gr- that's a great question. <laughs> you can be a spy pervert. <laughs> that's true. The sneaky pervert. So I, I have since I have since made the uh, deletions from my phone. Oh, oh you have? Yes. Oh. So, why, I don't so, trust so then any of you. why don't you give us the phone? No, I'm not. I don't why don't you give us the phone? What <laughs> was the problem? Like B-level stuff we can't see. Yeah, there's other stuff too. I mean, there's just like a lot of conversations you have with people that you don't want other people yeah. to see. I'll just look at the photos. The, the other day, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards pervert because the other day – I was. Uh, out I here. didn't disagree with it. I, I, just said. <laughs> I was out here in the state. I was out here uh, getting coffee in the morning, and Brandon walks up and goes, "Hey, um, I put a picture of your ass in your folder on the network. If you want to check it out, I'm not the one. Who- <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so I was going through our cards to clean them out, and the first picture I find is just a picture of me. Um, I don't know, messing with some boxes, and I was like, "Who the fuck took that?" And then the next picture is the same place, and it's Gus's ass. I didn't take Whoa. the picture. I was just making it available to Gus. That's, <laughs> a, that's not a nice surprise, right? You're just like clicking through Dude, and all of a sudden – I've seen <laughs> Gus's ass so many times. In, in, but in my defense – I don't know why I'm defending myself. When I finally did look at the photo, I determined it wasn't me because my Atari tramp stamp was not on that person. If you go back and so look at the – whose uh, ass do we have I don't know. Photo? It's in my user directory if you want to see it. But it was like looking no, up – It's huge. It's like a 20 megabyte raw file. <laughs> can I, can it's I also, It was also shot in raw. <laughs> Which is the highest level format? What right. is that like? Four thousand by twenty two hundred. It, it preserves it, like, a lot of the color information and the, a lot of the exposure information yeah. for optimal ass uh, <laughs> display. Was uh, it four K? That was it. How big no, was it? No, no, no. no. But um, I was uh, doing camera when we came in on Gus and the food immersion. And I don't know if you remember that, Gus, but you know Vaguely. you stood up with your your pants down at your knees, <laughs> and I was working camera, and I was like, I can't turn away. <laughs> 
There was a and then we were editing it. You had to focus and zoom. Yeah, and we were editing it. I was trying to cover it up. I put like a, I don't know, something covering it. And then Chris was like, no, no, no. It's, no, way, funnier it's way funnier if we delete it. I, I was agreed like, with No, Chris. it's not. So we kept going back and forth and having to watch it and rewatch it. <laughs> which just got us bare ass. It's ingrained in my brain, which is why I th- I was sure it was you. <laughs> you you know, recognized me. I, I thought I'd be I was like the expert. You know what's worse than that? What we were doing uh, ages ago when Gavin was staying with us. We used to do these dumb little videos, um, and we oh, did yeah. one called Rain Run, where Jeff hurts himself running in the rain because right. he had to compete with us. Um, and at some point, like he came out of the shower and he like he drops the towel accidentally. Or he's like moving it, and there he completely flashes full frontal Gavin who's running the camera and then Gavin later has to edit it so he's trying to like put this sensor bubble or something over Jeff's dick (laughs) and he like frame by frame like without looking at it somehow I'm sure it was a very small bubble didn't (laughs) didn't take many pixels be great if he accidentally looked at it and then Brandon runs in the room and punches him in the face (laughs) but it's an ongoing thing now what are we looking at here It's, it's, it's loading up Oh, it's loading. It's, it's going image. across the network. Just loading up the preview on my laptop across the network is is taking a while. Yeah, that's, that'll be so. It looked enough Wi-Fi. like your ass to make you actually have to scrutinize it. Well, I was like, like, I was curious. I was like, who's taking pictures of my butt? No, no, no. He wasn't. He was disappointed afterward. Yeah, but but whose butt looks like Gus's butt? Like I can't. That, I was I was actually a little insulted that Brandon thought that was my butt. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is where it comes down to. It was not a good here, butt. If you want to see, I've got it over here. It wasn't Gus's butt. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I don't even see that. That doesn't even look like a butt to me. Oh, it's somebody leaning over. I got it, yeah. I don't know what th- I have no idea what that is. I'll put it in the link dump so <laughs> people can people can investigate for themselves and figure out whose butt it is. We might have to uh, protect, protect someone's identity. Maybe you can upload that to Google and we'll tell you who it is using your little app thing that you wanted to. Oh, man, speaking of which, did you hear? I heard this, this, this great website. Uh, I forget what the domain is. I'll look it up. But someone rolled out a website where... Like, let's say you get your digital camera stolen. Let's say that. And let's say you, you lose your iPhone. You want to, you want to get your, <laughs> your, 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 your camera back. There's a website. It's stolencamerafinder.com. You can upload a photo that you took with your camera before it was stolen. Yeah. And it finds the serial number in the metadata. And it goes through, like, Flickr and photos on the Internet and finds other photos that were taken with that same serial number. And you can find if there have been new pictures taken with that camera. Really? And see them if they've been uploaded That's to cool, the Internet. But- isn't it isn't now terrifying in a way like I love technology and I love everything that's possible but it's also frightening like there's you can there's you can't get away with anything like there's no. if somebody wanted to find you they could find you like mm-hmm. doesn't the iPhone store location on uh, yeah. the images that you take yeah. when you take pictures it says where the first time you launch the camera app on your iPhone it asks you if you want to let it use location services and if you hit OK, then, yeah, GPS coordinates are embedded in photos. That is surprisingly accurate, too. Like, <laughs> it'll go to what room in the house you are. Yeah. You know, if you, if you look at Google Maps, it's like, oh, it's on my, you know, property, but it's, like, in the corner where I am. Yeah, like, and on the Mac, it's super easy. Like, you pull up the info on the photo, and there's, like, a GPS tab. Yeah. And you can click, like, show map, and it, like, shows the crosshairs and zooms in on Google Maps. and shows you exactly where the photo was taken. People do that. People do that. Location services on their tweets too, which I just yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't like all that stuff. Did I ever tell the story about? Um, this was a few years ago uh, when I bought my wife a new car, mm-hmm. and I, I I do that. I do that kind of thing for her. like she didn't go. I she just told me what car she wanted, so I went and bought her the car um, because I figured I I could talk to the sales guys and you know she wouldn't get railroaded. But they, they learned that I was buying a car for my wife, and um, 
there's that stupid fucking process when you say, okay, I want this car. I'm going to buy this car. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this will take four hours. What is that? What are they know. doing? It's the worst. They're, they're sweating you out. Yeah. I think you should go and be like, listen, I will buy this car if it's if we're done at by this point. I have tried that. And it I, doesn't work? I've established a price on the phone before I go to the dealership. And you're still in that back room drinking, drinking shitty coffee for three hours while they do whatever they do. I think they're just running a background check on you or something like that. Anyway, then they pull you in. Uh, after, like, you sit there and you watch, <laughs> Jeff always says you watch Maury Povich, which is exactly right. <laughs> That's you always watch when you're back there. And, uh, and so you, uh, back there watching Maury Povich and drinking shitty coffee, and they call me in, and they go through the typical stuff like extended warranty, you know, undercoating and all that garbage that you always say no to. And the guy says, well, you're buying this car for your wife? And I said, yeah. And then he, like, pulls out his computer, and he shows me this thing. He says, we can add to the car a GPS tracking device. And here, and you can subscribe to the service on the web, and you can follow oh, God. The, your car. He goes, normally we just offer this to people buying cars for their teenagers, but a lot of spouses, you know, if you're buying the car, Jesus. for your wife. God damn. You can see where she's gone and how fast she's gone and how long the car stayed parked somewhere and all this. And I was oh, like, my oh, God. my God. And he goes, and it's, he goes, and he goes, it's a... Uh, it's seven hundred fifty dollars, and I said, "Yeah, but I think I just saved seven hundred and fifty bucks because I trust my wife." Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like such so a weird, shitty. weird, creepy conversation. I'm surprised his yeah. sales line wasn't. It's legal. <laughs> it was pretty much like that. Yeah. Is there is there an iPhone app that you could uh, <laughs> log in and check that information? Yeah, I mean, you could you could track somebody pretty easily if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really you, you could. I mean, with, you can track your iPhone anywhere. Working yeah, goes, using you know? Mobile Me. Yeah, using Mobile Me. Yeah. Just see. In fact, there was some hubbub about that where people just realized that, like oh, a yeah. week ago or two. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's more that the location was actually stored on the phone, in a like a local database file. So so it wasn't so you know yeah you could see it remotely, but if someone recovered your phone or I guess if someone you know, like dumped the data off of it, they could see it where you've been. Do you know that they can? Uh, with the, the FBI, read this about it's a big uh, part of uh, the I don't know whatever the organization is that, that tracks down organized crime. But they can just take a cell phone in a room and they can just turn it on. Oh yeah, I think. And it becomes I heard a, about that. It just yeah. becomes a broadcasting. Like they can just say, "Okay, we know the serial number of the phone." They work with the carrier and they just turn your phone on and yeah, listen to you. Yeah, even if your phone's off, the microphone they can still activate the microphone and listen. Yeah. Like the only way to defeat that is to actually like physically pull the battery out of the phone or not have a phone there or not have phone. at all. Be like Paulie from Goodfellas and only talk on payphones or, you know, <laughs> face-to-face stuff where nobody has a cell phone in the room. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it's unbelievable. We were looking at the Google uh, satellite view and we saw our building and it had been painted. And we only painted our building probably about four months ago. So within four months, they refreshed that view. How often do they have access to that satellite? Like it's not real time, right? Like Google just can't just watch people walking around. I mean – does anyone know how that works? Supposedly, you know, Obama was watching the operation live with uh, the Osama bin Laden operation. That's yeah, you, military stuff, though. You, you posted a picture, I think, right, in your journal? Yeah, where they're in the Situation Room? Yeah. That was a crazy photo. Mm-hmm. That was really crazy. But were they getting updates, or did they have, like, a live camera feed? They don't show what they're looking at. And, in fact, there's a piece of intelligence that's on the table that's very clearly blurred. And, uh, yeah, they – I mean, from what I understand, they were watching it live. Now, I don't know if they're watching it from, like, an overhead satellite view live – or if they might actually be watching live video feed from like the shoulders of the guys. I, 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 what I read, and who knows if you know what they're saying is true. From what I read, they couldn't actually see like first person view. Like so, when people entered the compound, they they didn't know what was going on. There was a bit of darkness. And they said, "Do you hear the code name they had for Osama bin Laden?" Yeah, Geronimo. Geronimo. Yeah. We were yeah. thinking about naming if we have a son, Geronimo Ramsey. Really? Oh, they say yeah. Uh, 
Bin Laden Ramsey. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Osama, bin, Osama bin Ramsey. I think this is a fairly recent satellite photo of our office too because everyone – the only person parked in front of the building is Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, we have a policy that everyone should park off on the side of the building to save the front parking spaces for our visitors. Correct. And Matt. Is he in a handicap spot? <laughs> Matt parks in the front all the time. No, he's not in the handicap spot in this picture. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Why is he immune from that? Do you think he just wants to park in front? He probably just wants to park in front. I uh, I parked in front today just because we're running out, of, running out of spaces on the side. We are. Yep. We need to paint some more spaces or something. We do. Oh, I'm going to Home Depot today. I can buy some traffic paint. That'll work. Okay. And a roller. We can do it. Do we have to do it yellow? Well, all the others are yellow. I think it would be better to keep it consistent. Wait, are they white? Uh, yeah, I think they're white. I'll, I'll buy whatever oh, we have. I thought they were yellow. I'll buy whatever we have to okay. match. Okay. And I can imagine these are going to be the shittiest lines ever. If we're painting um, no, I have experience, and they're not going to be shitty. You experience oh, yeah? painting parking spaces? Um, tra- using traffic paint, yeah. Because I did that. What did play- you do? I did playground markings. Oh, that project oh, right, for UT. Right. So, um, yeah, I did that recently. But that was child traffic. But not we car did lines. Traffic. We did lines. We did like uh, Foursquare and shit. Foursquare? Mm-hmm. That's an actual game. I thought it was just an app. Did you really <laughs> never played Foursquare as a kid? No. Are you serious? Did yeah. you ever go outside as a kid? No. I was uh, allergic to everything. Yeah. If I went outside, I'd die. Yeah. Um, other kids, um, you know, they play games together. What's Foursquare? Is one, that like hopscotch or something? Foursquare <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. You, it, you have a ball that you like bounce and you start um, – there's like this – you start in one spot and then you have, your goal is to get all the way around the squares until you get to the, like the king spot or I don't know what you, what you call it. But like you have to get to like the fourth square and then you're like running the show. So there's four squares? Yeah, you serve, I think, when you're in the fourth one, right? You're the serve. You serve. Yeah, I mean, you have this bouncy ball, and basically you'll slap it, and it'll hit the ground and go to another person, and then it'll have to slap it back at someone yeah. else. So and if it's you like, mess up, you go back to the back to the. Yeah, like if it hits the hmm. line or goes out, like you're out. Hmm. And then you get $20 million in venture capital funding <laughs> as part of that. Is that, that going to last? That was, I remember you and I, Griffin, got on Foursquare, the application. Yeah. We got on at about the same time and gave up. You a, gave up because uh, I was winning. I gave up in like <laughs> I gave up like three days. That is the shortest I've ever used any trendy application ever. I used it until all of my friends stopped um, stopped like they blocked me on Facebook because they were sick of getting the alerts to find out uh, where I was. <laughs> yeah, when, when I was using it, I never linked it yeah. to, to that. Isn't the point just to be the king of one place? The mayor. Yeah. The mayor. Yeah. I was the mayor of some cool places too. Okay. I was the mayor of the IMAX, which <laughs> was like the lamest mayor of all time. I was the mayor of the coffee shop next to our old office. <laughs> I was the mayor of um, my allergy clinic. Those yeah. Are, yeah. That was one of the problems, though. You could basically log into anything that was within a half mile of you, right? I mean, yeah. you didn't have to. Yeah, Nathan would always like – he did it, but he only would log into one place and it was like someplace near his house, some lame like – what was it? It was like a convenience store or something. It was like a Jiffy Lube. I don't know. Once a day. But because it was in his like area, like he would just log in there like weird times. Yeah, it's funny because we, we just were talking about being tracked and how that's such a bad thing. And we look at how people are so willing to track themselves for everyone the and in- they put it out there. The internet's like almost completely flipped from when I started using it like in the 90s where everything was anonymous and that was what was great about it. And now it's like everyone really wants the attention. They want people to know exactly where they are, what they're doing at all times, who they are. It feels like there's a big shift at some point. No, yeah. There's even been talk about making people have IDs on the internet. Like you have a registered internet ID so they eliminate anonymity, mm-hmm. which there'd be absolutely no way to enforce that. No. You know? There was a website a couple years ago. I think it was called Rob Me, <coughs> and it was just this guy who aggregated all this information of people who were saying where they were at if they weren't home. And yeah. the whole point was, look how stupid this is. Somebody can just come in and rob you. And then people got mad because they're like, you know. Thanks for pointing out the obvious. <laughs> 
Well, that's something we always the, worry about, you know. The uh, Kind of related to that, last night I was reading the news and I saw that – have you ever seen that that store? There's a place like Aaron's Rentals. They'll like rent, you, rent to own furniture and computers and stuff like that. Yeah. I see, I see them all the time. Apparently, uh, somewhere in, in Pennsylvania, I think it was in Pittsburgh, uh, this couple bought a laptop from Aaron's or rented to own a laptop and then decided to buy it. And there was a mix-up and Aaron's thought they didn't pay, so they went to repossess it. <laughs> and when they showed up to repossess it, they were like, you know, you're using this laptop. You haven't paid for it. Look, here's pictures we have of you using the laptop. And they didn't install spyware on the laptop so they could activate the camera and take pictures of them without them knowing it. Oh, wow. God. Oh, man. And uh, they were like, we already bought this. And they, pro- they proved they, they bought it. And now they're suing Aaron's for installing this uh, spyware on their computer to take pictures of them at, whenever they wanted. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's uh, part of the reason what you just described is why I never buy or sell used computer hardware. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I lose a lot of money by not like even selling my stuff, but I'm just convinced that someone can just extract data on it, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm going to be the guy who I'm going to wipe my hard drive seven times or whatever that military formatting is that they yeah. do. But I'm going to be the guy who sells my eight-year-old, you know, PC to, to like some Croatian hacker. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like he just happened to be the guy who lived down the street that bought it, you know? Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why I'm the only one that would never want a, a PlayStation I or a Connect. Like, I, I don't want to put a camera that's connected to the internet mm-hmm. just, like, sitting there, mm-hmm. just watching me in the living room. Yeah, you have a MacBook. I do things. Yeah, I do yeah. things do you, there that I don't – Do you cover the ca- do you cover the camera on your laptop? <laughs> no, I don't. I do. I do. I do. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. I wish it had a cover on it. Yeah, that would be nice if it had, like, a little sliding cover. Yeah. I cover it from time to time. Yeah, like I, I go through phases where I have it covered, yeah. and then when I have a video conference, I take it off and then forget to put it back on. Yeah, whenever I'm jacking off, I always make sure it's covered. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I bought some uh, some cool software for my laptop that allows you. I think we had talked about this before, not on the podcast though, but it allows you to track your laptop via a website. Yes, and activate the camera so you can see. So if your laptop's stolen, you can activate the camera so you've taken it, screen share it without them knowing, see the screen and. Then you can also flash warnings. Like if they take it into the store to get it repaired, you can and they leave, and you see someone you using the laptop, you can flash a "please call me" message. Wasn't there a thing too where you could uh, have it just start shouting? Yeah, like this is a stolen laptop, mm-hmm. and then the person can't shut it down, so they're in like a coffee shop, and their your laptop essentially starts calling for help. <laughs> I don't know this person. <laughs> help me. <laughs> That's my purse. <laughs> But you know, it's so funny talking about like what you were saying earlier about like crime and um, I, I just – it's hard to – after our experiences with trying to get our crime issues taken care of, I don't think people are like – there's no one monitoring. Like unless it's like some major crime thing, like I don't think that any of that stuff gets used. Well, I think it's more like you would know where it is. I mean – Yeah, the reason I got this – so like I see on a map where my laptop is. I have pictures of who's using it. No, I think that's – it's great that there's – that it, we have all this stuff like, for us. It's like do it yourself as opposed but to – But that's like when, when Jack got robbed, the only reason that they call that guy is because you figured it out. Right. And, and even then after Detective you got – Detective Cirola, Austin <laughs> Police Department. <laughs> after you got all of the information to the cops, it still took like weeks to get them to even do anything Months, about it. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. I'm pretty sure he was arrested for something else, wasn't he? Yeah, he was – yeah, I don't know how much we're we're supposed to talk about. I guess yeah. it's already Fuck done. It, who cares? But it's already said and done. Yeah, I, that's just bizarre to me. Like, or, it was sad when he got electric when he got the death penalty, though. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking electric chair. But yeah. it, it all goes back to the original point too. Let's say they do have all this data. Let's say people track where we go and watch what we do all the time. Who the fuck's gonna parse through all that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you aren't that interesting. <laughs> no one wants to know. I'll tell you what's really sad. I had a laptop stolen. You know, from me, I got I had a smash and grab, and I. 
like Brandon, you know, with his phone, punching a girl in the face for wanting to look through his photos. <laughs> I realized when the laptop went out, I was going in my head. I go, what do I have on there? You know, and I could I, I had a way to like pull out the email and all that stuff. So and I don't archive. I, I'm one of the best people at, like getting rid of stuff mm-hmm. after a short period of time. I only keep like very recent stuff on there. And so I knew I didn't have anything dangerous or damaging on there. And I realized that's pretty fucking boring. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing dangerous on my laptop. It's like I'm not worried at all. I have a. I, I slept very easy that night, and I was disappointed by the fact that I could sleep so easily after my laptop was stolen. What is the worst thing you've ever done? What is the what? What? <laughs> what? Why would I tell you that? What's the worst thing you've ever done? No, I asked you first. What's the worst thing How, I've ever have done? You ever, have you ever committed a crime? Shut up. Oh yeah, I've committed. People a crime. love these games. I'm no, kidding. no, no. It's just your logic of I asked you first. Like, I've committed just... a crime. <laughs> oh, okay. I will, well, how yeah. is that not a valid – Let's incriminate argument. ourselves here on the podcast. <laughs> Come on. It's... I've committed many crimes. <laughs> I mean, has everybody at one point committed a crime? I mean, that's a pretty kind of a broad time. Wait, wait, I, when I, you I said was, that you I had was, committed a crime. I was speeding this yeah. morning. Were you? Did yeah. you get a ticket for That's the fact. Did you get to work on time? Wait. <laughs> is it yeah. a crime if you don't get caught? That's, let's, let's get a clarification. Yes. Fucking cops and – like here's the thing. Like, oh, look at She starts off with fucking cops. No, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. I'm really upset with Austin right now because we're talking about the whole crime thing and how we still haven't heard back from the detective that was apparently on our case. But there's like 80, like 80 cop, traffic cops out today like mm-hmm. all over Austin. It's like very motivated to pull us over and give us tickets while we're paying – you know, I don't know. That should be a separate force. They should not – they should not have people who enforce traffic laws – be police officers like they should be, it should be separate, like, like meter maids yeah, almost it should be a separate designation because you don't want to like yeah because right now we're going through like talking to Millie like okay well if you're ever in trouble find a cop or whatever or find a police officer but at the same time we're like when we're in the car we're like oh there's a cop right there. like sounding nervous and what kind of impression are you giving the kids if you're like everyone's kind of scared of the police why are you nervous <laughs> no, what are you trying to hide I'm what not, crimes have you committed I'm not I'm just like what's the worst like, thing you've ever done a lot of I mean traffic stops can turn into something worse you know I mean a lot of times those especially if you try to go those, through your phone watch yeah. out <laughs> no 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 like those uh, those, <laughs> those high speed chases often start with just a simple traffic stop and then people freak out because they have something or there's a warrant out for them I'm, I'm one of these days I'm doing that I'm just going to that because <laughs> you know the cops waiting for right as soon as lights come on he's like is this guy gonna go those, those penalties are getting stiffer and stiffer for people who uh, run from cops and then get in fatal accidents. That's always terrible, dude. There's one here on the street by our office a couple weeks ago here on uh, on South First. A fatal accident or a high-speed yep. chase? Both. It was a high-speed chase that ended with the person running from the cops plowing into a bus station and killing someone. Oh, Good or, a, bus, a bus stop, I should say. Yeah. Man, that's, that's, that's terrible. Really terrible. But I agree with what Griffin is saying is that because <laughs> – I mean, we all unknowingly break traffic laws all the time, or we think we are. It's like we're so – I'm not confident from my driving skills where if I see a cop, I go, oh, he's going to – whatever I'm doing wrong right now, I have to stop. Yeah. That's my first initial reaction, and it does lead to whenever I see a cop, my initial reaction is, oh, shit. And that shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, there, I should be like, oh, thank God there's a cop around in case something happens. I yeah. should feel safer, but I don't. I feel like I'm about to get – Charge three hundred dollars because of my bad luck. Well, or I mean, it's, like it's that. indicative to like the world you live in. Like, um, you know, you're not you don't live in a bad neighborhood. You don't work in a bad neighborhood. You don't feel like there's crime around you where you need a cop. So when you interact with a cop, most likely it's going to be because he's giving you a ticket. But I mean, if you lived in a bad neighborhood, whose crime was rampant, like if you lived in that world, I think your your perception of cops would be different. Yeah, but yeah. now a cop is just oh, there goes three hundred dollars. Yeah. Professor Brandon over here, fucking breaking it down. I'm just saying, like it's just. I don't know if that's different. What are the sociological implications here? You, you don't know what my world is like. <laughs> you don't know. You're making assumptions. 
The guy who has nothing incriminating on his laptop. <laughs> yeah, what's your world where the uh, model from Tennessee picks up your uh, phone? <laughs> I can't, you can't Please. handle it. Please! <laughs> Help me! You can't handle this shit. She saw my before pictures. <laughs> she saw Brandon 1.0. Is that what, what? Is that what it was? Can we ask questions about what was... No. Was it photos? Was the concern? Um, I'm not answering anything. Just answer. Oh, just answer. On. I'll ask three they're questions. Gone, they're gone anyway. What, what, what the fuck do you care? No. It's true. Flesh? I just admitted <laughs> to being a criminal. Criminal. You never told what, me what why. What did you what say? Did you what did you ask? I did ask. <laughs> I, got, I got like... Moments gone. She asked first, Bernie. That's a law. <laughs> that's, a, that's the law of the playground. <laughs> uh... uh I'm curious if – the main thing I'm curious about is are they photos that you took or photos that you added to the phone? I, they're not say, of me. They're fo- not embarrassing photos of me. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, right. So okay. you took them. I'm not – that's all I'm saying. That's it. End of discussion. Why? Good. Like why not tell us? You would be more interesting if you told us. Well, then I guess I'm not interesting. Yeah. You know, you're interesting. You just be more interesting. <laughs> that's, just like, that's just like the dumbest logic. <laughs> it's not the dumbest logic at all. You're not coming on my birthday unless you answer this question. That's the same thing. Why come in? Why, okay, let me ask you this. Why come in, sit in on the podcast, and I, not fucking I say anything? I didn't bring it up. I didn't come in here and be like, I have such cool stuff on my phone. I didn't bring it up. You're fine about talking about hitting women. That's like trolls right off the tongue. That's fine. I swear, officer, I didn't leave a mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to affect her model. Hey, she and I are cool. <laughs> I didn't leave a mark. Look, I have a picture to prove it. Don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, is there anyone here who hasn't committed a crime? I don't know. Carrie, maybe, because he's so young? How, how do you get to your teenage years and not commit a crime of some kind? I really wish that I had. Like, teenage years, I really – I didn't do – I was very, very good. But why? Like, that's the time to do things and get well, away with them. Carrie may not have – Listen up, a- kids. Never leave a mark <laughs> and commit as many crimes as you yeah, can when you're a teenager. Once you're 18, all bets are off. <laughs> Carrie may not have committed a crime, but he's been there for crimes because I've seen his friends, and they're all punks. He's got some cute friends. No. The guy with the mohawk. He's dragging him in. Listen to this. Listen, random people that come visit us. They're friendly, nice people. No, no, like, no. They're punks. Like, they're punks. They're they're one of the kids came and he hung out with, a while, uh, with us a while. Then when he left, I was like, Carrie, Carrie, I don't like the way your friend talks to you. You're like his mom or <laughs> yeah. something. You can do better, Carrie. We just want the best for you. Felt like they were going to come here and start skating all over our property. <laughs> Are you an old Damn man? <laughs> Listen, Brandon does not like people his age or slightly younger. He wow. does not like them at all. That's not true at all. Where are you getting that from? No, you don't. You really well, where don't. Where is that from? What? I'm getting that from all the experience I've had with you talking about people. About who? Uh, Come you, on. Do you want to get up? into it? How yeah. about every person you worked with at TSTV? No, 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 no. And no. how you think they're all, they all work so hard and they all take care of administrative stuff and they helped you so much no. while you were at TSTV. I love those guys. <laughs> they drove me crazy. But I still love him. <laughs> hey, Brandon, I'm thinking about paying one of the new interns. What do you think about that process? No, no, that's a whole different thing altogether. You do not pay interns in this business. You upset the balance there we go. of the world. Because why would you pay somebody for their time? What the hell? Brandon, man, you, he pitched a fit when I was talking about that. He's like, no. oh, I can tell. I saw the fire yeah, in hell. Actually, I've been wanting to talk to you about that. It's like, it's like when you when you give $20 to uh, to a homeless person in, in, in downtown. We've seen what happens there. <laughs> when everybody comes calling. Listen, I, I don't know what to say about that. We talked about it. We actually we, – you were – it was that part of the video podcast where we talked about that, right? Yeah, he was, uh, he was not here. 
Yeah, it was a video podcast. It was we, we talked about how I would give money and talk to the homeless people, and it drove oh, everyone, yeah, everyone yeah. else in the office crazy. Roses? Rosie is Rosie. his name. Yeah. It was a guy with one leg who sold roses, and uh, I got to be fast friends with him. And He still owes us that fucking leg. <laughs> Gus, Gus and Jeff didn't like that a bit. The guy. I, I, I would sometimes leave the office and walk to my car through the alley just to avoid him because I knew the alley was too steep for his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't be back there. The guys at Jimmy John's didn't like me either because I, I, I would go to lunch with them sometimes. I'd buy him lunch. And they'd be like, don't, don't bring him in here. We hate him. He's an asshole. In their defense, he was an asshole. He was an asshole. He ate ham and tuna, right? No, like no. A fucking penguin. He, could, he couldn't. He, could, <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he had weird dietary restrictions where, where he could only eat ham and tuna. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't eat. We go to a subby. I'd say, I'll buy you. I'll, I don't know if I can say his name. Let's call him Rosie. What the hell? I said, I'll buy you lunch, Rosie, uh, today. I said, what do you What do you need? And he goes, he goes, get me, get me a tuna. And I said, and he goes, they know the way I'll, I'll like it. I said, okay, you got it. And then sometimes he'd come with me, but he would eat. He couldn't eat bread of any kind. So he would get just a big lump of tuna. <laughs> That's what it was. It was a big lump of tuna wrapped up in a sub wrapper. That's what he gets. At, Brand- at, at, Brandon's right. At Jimmy John's, they, they'll, they'll wrap it for you in lettuce or something, though. Like, what do, I forgot what they call it. He was probably pretty picky. He probably didn't like the lettuce. Oh, my God. I'm, I, it's okay. I'm sure you can say his name. I'm sure he's not listening. <laughs> I'm sure he's not either, but who knows? I don't even know if the name that he gave me was his true name. Yeah, I'm sure so. you didn't get his real name either. Yeah. He, he's like a... Like a lich or a magical creature. If you know his true name, it defeats him. Interesting dude, though. I mean, you don't know how much what he said was true and all the times I talked to him. But, I mean, while I while we were down there and I knew that guy, he had open-heart surgery, which how the hell how the hell did he pay for it? I have no idea. And he had a girlfriend, broke up with her, found a new girlfriend, and got married. He got married. That's all bullshit. That's all bullshit. Married? I saw the lady. I saw the lady. Well, maybe me kid said that was her. You That's know, her right? across the street. She's working in the law office. But he got <laughs> wave to her. She's in the third floor. <laughs> she lives in Canada. <laughs> you wouldn't know her. <laughs> oh man, what a fucking character. We but met, some, we somehow, met on I, a cruise. somehow I still believe it too. Like I, I always think that even no matter what a guy's position is in life. There's always a woman for him. You know what I mean? Like, you can always find somebody. Except for, that, that's, that's, except for Brandon last night. We had a couple's thing, and he couldn't get it together. I know. I we invited you if you had a date. and I almost, I almost took to Twitter to find you a date for that. <laughs> Should have. Would that have been embarrassing? No, no, no. That would have been so awesome. I'm sure <laughs> I are, you, are you looking right now for all the ladies listening? I am, I am not looking. For, right <laughs> for the 5% of our listeners yeah, that no, are ladies listening? Now that listening. you know the, the hits girls, uh, if anyone's interested Dude, in Brandon's Dude, when I put up that available. 14-year-old picture of myself... <laughs> Or myself as a fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Some ladies, some ladies, <laughs> commented. Uh, no, don't don't ever use that voice, <laughs> please. That, that's so fucking annoying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They commented on you being fourteen. Yeah, they're totally into it. So uh, I got a lead. I got some leads. <laughs> Do they know that you're an adult now? Yeah, they understand. That. <laughs> okay. that, that, that reminds me of something I saw last night. This is a weird conversation. <laughs> I saw on on YouTube. I guess National Geographic Channel has this show called Taboo that investigates like weird. Things that people are into. Yeah. And they had this segment, which is on YouTube and I'll link to, about this grown man who I think is 28 who only acts like a baby when he's at home. He dresses up. He sleeps in a giant crib that he made. And he has this woman that lives with him who's like a nurse and who takes care of him and acts like his mother. It's really weird. So, I think you're right. There's somebody I, for everybody. There is. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's, when I saw that, that's exactly what I thought. I was like – I saw that woman like come in and I was like, there's – 
no matter who you are, you can find someone. Mm-hmm. What are the the Matrix brothers, the Wachowskis? Yeah. Didn't one of them hire a dominatrix to dominate? Well, one of them is now a woman. Yeah, that was the one. Before he did yeah, that, he Linda hired like a now. live-in dominatrix. Yeah, that was his so, – I, 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 mean, I wouldn't it, say his wife, but she was his longtime who, partner. Who has the time for fetishes? I, you know, you like how do these things develop? It. I don't just like – that seems like so much work to me, like coming up with like – a weird sex fetish yeah. that I have to like. And then this guy built his own crib, built his own high chair, yeah, like, and like seems... <laughs> it was a lot of work. Like I mean, he did a lot of shit to, to make it happen. It's playing right there. I don't know if you can see it. Oh. It makes That's you happy. It makes you happy. It well, gets you off. I the, guess. The one thing I like about the internet too is that, like if if people like something or have a particular interest, especially like a weird fetish, they can find another group of people who like that as well. Mm-hmm. Which is like that's a good thing I think because if people are like harboring these things and then they feel like they're alone in the world. That's where I think bad shit happens, you know, yeah. when people feel isolated and they feel like they're an outsider. But if, you know, I mean, if they, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, you know, if they can do whatever they want to do. But I'll admit there's sometimes I'm like, I hear about all this stuff. I don't have, I don't think I have any fetish at all. Like, I don't think I have any of them, like on any level. And I, that's another thing. It's like, am I completely uninteresting that I don't have any of these things? Yeah, you got nothing on your laptop. You're, I know. You're, I not, know. you're not a sexual deviant. <laughs> like, I'm a New York Jets fan. And the, the Jets the Jets coach is like doing these feet videos. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about that. <laughs> no, his wife is like – his wife was in these foot fetish What videos. was her, her username on YouTube? Was something like Pretty Feet Lady 05 or something? Or yeah. Yeah. It was bizarre. You guys, you guys get nothing at all? Um, I, I'm partial to boobs. No, I don't know. Like, what, what? Where's the line of what's like? What? What, what point is that a fetish? Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, like what's, what's outside the norm? The UT, um, UT newspaper does these polls every year, and it's like eighty percent of UT students say S and M is their fetish, and it's like these kids have no idea. Like, yeah, well, there's so many degrees. True. There's yeah, different well, that's degrees. What I'm saying. There's, there's an extent, and at what point are, are you really the true definition? Well, there's like heavy beating. I, when, when, I think when, when you're the gimp and you're living in a box <laughs> and you got a zipper the, across your mouth. <laughs> I think at the point in time when six out of ten people would see something and say that's <laughs> fucked up, that's that's a fetish. Yeah, I think it's whether or not it leaves a mark. I think that's the main <laughs> thing. That, that's where the line is. The Sounds like thing. I'm good as gold. <laughs> they're uh, – did you guys see the other day the some people in Japan invented a box that can simulate kisses over the internet? What? Really? So the, the fucking earthquake and tsunami and radiation shit didn't stop them, man. They're still doing it. They're still, <laughs> no they're, they're still living the dream. They invented a box that can simulate kisses over the internet. Really? Yeah. So like you can actually – does it do everything the other person's mouth is doing? I'm, I'm not sure exactly how it works. It looks very rudimentary. I don't really believe it. It looks like a box with a straw. So I don't know how oh, that works. Weird. But that could work like if you could get some kind of robotic mouth that just mapped everything that you're – I mean but it seems weird. Like why would anyone go through the trouble? Can it, but why would anyone build a crib and live in it as a baby? Yeah, that's true. So. Right. If you start making out with it, will it lead anywhere else? <laughs> <laughs> what else can this straw do? <laughs> As long as you don't hit it. Come on, baby. Or as long as you don't leave a mark. Leave a mark. She yeah. was fine. Have you ever had cyber sex, Gus? No. That's stupid. I don't know about that. Do you, years ago when you were still on dating, oh, there yeah, was somebody yeah. who posted um, a, a conversation with we were all sure it was with you. It was like a private conversation. That, that wasn't me. I, 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 I don't know, man. It sounded like you. I, I remember who you're talking well, about. Well, no. I mean that's, that's different. You can have conversations. No, but if that's like, a conversation that was posted, what was not posted? Nah. There was nothing there. There is a, there is a weird phenomenon though that in text or chat, people say things they would never normally say in person mm-hmm. or on the phone. Have mm-hmm. you noticed that too? Oh, completely. I always wonder what that is. What's that, why, why is that about text? It's because all you have to do is just you know 
trying to mime it, but uh, just tap some tap some keys and hit enter. It's it's it. Like there's no courage in that. It, it's and you're not really you're not staring at another person's eyes. Like you can't see their facial expression. You're just looking at a computer screen. It's you I, say anything you want. I don't know if courage is because you're still saying it and it's still you. And then there's a record of it. But I, I don't know. I mean, you're you're a writer. I mean, you're, that's that's rationally that's true. But I mean, it's just an issue. You don't feel inhibited. Like you don't feel intimidated because you're staring at a computer. Yeah. You're not staring. Well, at and you have time person. to think of it too. Like you, you're not. You have time to like put together what you're going to say instead of trying to like sure. wing yeah. some like dirty talk or whatever. Like that doesn't come naturally to some people. <laughs> doesn't come naturally. You, you are correct. That does not come naturally to some people. But I think it's yes about the the writing thing in general. I think chat is probably the most efficient form of communication. I, Brandon, I know you're like this too. I hate talking on the phone. I hate people want to have a phone call. I'm like, no, please, God, yeah. don't do it. I fucking hate the phone. I use about mm-hmm. ten minutes a month on my phone. Yeah, because no one small talks in in chat, you know, and even in email, there's almost a sense of formality that you have to honor. At least I feel that way, where you have to like, hello, how are you? All that you don't mm-hmm. do that in chat. It's like there. I yeah. mean, you know, that's all you get. Do you mean like chat, like like I chat? Or do you mean like texting? I combine both of those. Text, text and iChat are the same thing to me. I think that text is different. I think when you're having like an AIM conversation or whatever, it's a lot more rapid and it's like back and forth and you're kind of expected to respond, you know, when it's when somebody sends you something. Mm-hmm. Text I think is a lot more f- like you can wait a while before you, you respond. Like it's not as immediate. So I kind of like text more because there's a little bit less of uh, an expectation to immediately respond. I just like when people mm-hmm. get to the point because people don't like, you know, typing on their phone. It's yeah. just don't draw things out. Just tell me what – fuck you need to say so i think at the same time when you're having some kind of amorous sexy discussion too people are just more efficient they don't like you know they don't beat around the bush when they're you know <laughs> texting stuff literally or figuratively take it easy take it <laughs> like a pubic hair right that's yeah, exactly that's exactly <laughs> okay, the beating okay, around I, the I bush i was talking about <laughs> which I, which i get the thing i don't get is people who send pictures back and forth you're a fucking maniac if oh you do that. come on you've you're never a done that fucking maniac if that's you do fun that. though it's fun everyone does it fuck it Everyone does it. Who it cares? is true. It is true. Everyone does it, and it's like stuff can get out there, and you'll you'll just never you never see it. You iPhone know? babes, they'll just, see it. Here, here's my here's my solution. Just be proactive and put the naked pictures of yourself out there to begin with. Just yeah, go just, like, just go to the Ramsey house, oh <laughs> sit in a chair naked, and just upload it to the internet. <laughs> get it out of the way. It's done. Yeah, well, let's, uh, no, like I'm visiting the, the iPhone babes right now. Now that you said that. I think they consolidated. Like there was an iPhone babe site. There was an Android babe site. Like all the different phones. And I think they just combined it to like mobile babes now or oh, something like that. I, yeah. I'm still subscribed to all the different Twitter accounts. If you just just do the one, you get all of them now. It, it, it really simplified my life. It one was of, revolutionary. One of the, the positive sides of like sending sexy photos of yourself to people is that you're now like – you're required to be nice to them and not fuck up that relationship. <laughs> it's like yeah. collateral. Yeah, you're exactly right. There are some people that I have to be very nice to still. I'm always going to be around to be like, oh, hey, what's up? How's your day? That's funny. It's like some kind of weird collateral or blackmail. It's, like a, it's a lifetime Unsaid commitment. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely true. What's really so who do you have to be nice around now? Oh, you don't know him. Oh, <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> These fucking jackasses too. It's like – I, I can't believe when people post that stuff online, like after they break up with somebody. That's I mean, horrible. Yeah, that's it's just horrible. like the worst thing you can do to somebody. What do, what do people think when they do that kind of stuff? I mean, it's just like even in the short term, uh, let's let's just like eject morality. You're just like putting that out there. That you're going to do that, and so you're not going to get more photos from anybody else. Yeah. At least, you know. 
I think that the the lesson you have to learn if you're gonna send, if you're gonna what do you call it sexting or whatever like if you're gonna do I that, hate that word. yeah it's yeah the I hate it word. too but it's the word that has been designated as the word so um, if you're gonna do By that the same people who designated the uh, the rule where. If I ask you first, you have to answer. It's the same body of <laughs> that is uh, that people. is an old. That's come on. That's established. But anyway, um, if you're going to do it, you just have to make sure you look good. Like you have to put something <laughs> out there that you're not going to be unhappy for a love that a lot of people will see. Mm-hmm. I think that's right? why I had an Xbox controller in one hand, a beer in another. <laughs> you want to be represented the way and my you... legs were crossed, very ladylike. <laughs> so, Bernie, you were saying out of concern that other girls wouldn't or other people wouldn't send you naked photos. That's why you shouldn't do that, right? Absolutely. It's like a hobby, like collecting baseball cards. No, so you're like sh- this big binder of like <laughs> girls. That <have laughs> you're, cut, you're cutting yourself off the knees. That's all I'm saying. If you, if you do that kind of thing, you think you're getting back at somebody else, but really you're just saying a hell of a lot more about yourself. Yeah. Speaking of which, should we, I'm going to talk about this email that I received just before I came in here. Sure. So oh, I this, yeah. I got this email, and this is the, the most egregious version of this particular email. But listen to this, brand. I'll tell you what this is. Okay, so I got this email – Sent it to our business email address, and the, the title is YouTube Revenue Sharing on RVB Video. It says, hello, Rushi staff. I have a bit of a predicament. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> Explain, uh, please. I have a YouTube video that has the ability to be revenue shared. See the picture attached. But it turns out I need permission if it's copyrighted content. The video is Red vs. Blue Revelation Outtakes, and it's on my channel, dot, 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 dot. It would be fantastic if you would allow to make a few bucks off this video. Thanks for your time. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Also, keep up the great work. And I went and looked at the video. It's just a rip of our outtakes from our Revelation DVD. Yeah. And the guy posted on YouTube, and then he's like... He's like, can I make some money off this, please? It'd I mean, great. <laughs> didn't even add narration to it. Didn't add his own outtakes. Like, didn't, like, make his own... He added nothing. Well, I, he, I put he, your he, DVD he, up. He deserves some money for that. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, is that where we are now? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard, man. I love how he just says... uh Keep up the good work, so I can keep, you know, posting your content and making money. So that's just that was that was just insane. That, that was really I, insane. I can't believe that. That's crazy. Like, is it a joke? I mean, it can't be real. Can no, it? no, he's just just a, just, a, just a dummy, basically. Idiot. Yeah, that's basically what it boils down to. I wonder if that ever works. <laughs> like, if, that, if that's worked for him in the past. Let's I just mean, start ripping every DVD I we mean, own and uploading. Well, well listen, if if people. Like, make something, like, when we, uh, on YouTube, if they take, like, best of moments and they make their own thing and edit their own thing, then they're, they're doing something with it, you know? Yeah, like, we, uh, we definitely have policies where we, we don't enforce those copyrights for, um, you know, remixes or, like, music videos. Like, we've seen a lot of different compilations that people have done with their stuff. It's really cool. I mean, they're definitely creating something new, but... So did, I'm going to send this kind of email back right now. Go did ahead. you, did you uh, check to see what else he had posted? Like, if he had anyone else's, like, property? Up? No, I don't, I don't care about that. I mean, you know, or I mean, more I'm, of, I'm sure. I'm already back. I'm saying, hey, dude, it seems like a real hassle for you to have to rip the DVD videos and post them. <laughs> <laughs> How about if we just send you a check every time we make a video? Yeah. How is that? <laughs> <laughs> Does that work for you? <laughs> yeah. Is that? Can I get your address, please? <laughs> is direct deposit okay or? Man, I mean, it was, it was just—it was really just a straight pull, just a straight rip of it. That's crazy. crazy. That's really, really jarring. Really crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of things that are surprising, did anyone see the uh, G4 announced their new show? Oh, God. oh, tell me more. I'm intrigued. Dude, I'm super excited. It's gonna be awesome. It's called Proving Grounds with uh, Jessica Chobot, who you might remember from nothing. I don't know what the hell she's from. And then Ryan Dunn, uh, the uninteresting guy from uh, Jackass. <laughs> and uh, they have a show called Proving Ground. It's on G4 and where they're going to take video game concepts and they're going to 
test them in real life. That sounds a little familiar. Also stuff from uh, movies and things like that as well. That sounds kind of familiar. What a great idea. Wait. <laughs> Go ahead, Griffin. When is When does it come out? I don't know. Sometime in June. Who knows? It comes out last year when we debuted it at PAX East. It was called the version. <laughs> yeah, PAX East 2010 is when it debuted. Well, you know, they do say that they, they say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Yeah, these ideas are just out there. Yeah. In the ether. Yeah. Just picking them out. I guess, it, I guess unless it appears on G4, in which case it's the suckiest, least watched form of flattery. <laughs> <laughs> if only they put it on YouTube and then rid us asking for permission to revenue share it. It's, it, is, it is nice to see... Uh, yeah, it's equivalent of the video, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, hey, you mind if we uh, put this on? Is that cool with you guys? Did they announce how many episodes it is? No. I mean, why would they do that on G4? <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for the food one. Um, they, they wake them up in the middle of the night and make them eat food after they're hungover. I mean, why don't you say it's going to be a million episodes? I mean, what difference does it make on G4? It's like, it'll, it'll come on, nobody will watch it, and it'll be canceled. Nobody will notice. <laughs> do you know anyone that watches G4, Brandon? No. Huh. I don't think I do either. What, you can't get enough, uh, what's on G4? Drif- I don't know. Drifting shows and... What do they have? Did G4 used to run uh, reruns of Lost? Uh, Does that sound right? Fuck if I know. Doesn't I used to watch G4 for reruns of Lost. Which is probably not their key, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm, going going to, I'm going to G4 now. I'm actually leaving the iPhone babies to go to G4. So <laughs> if my browser revolts, we, we know why that was. I'm pretty sure iPhone babies came up in the podcast um, whenever we, we found it. Yeah. Just as a... Uh, for those of you who didn't know, I think Bernie found this website and it kind of derailed work for half a day. I think it was like literally Joel and I just like scrolling <laughs> down and down because you keep you keep scrolling down on the website and more girls keep popping up. <laughs> I don't know what, what kind of technology that is. But. You think people are getting prettier? Um, yeah, because there's more like product. There's more like surgery. There's more of everything. And people are more willing to take photos of themselves yeah. and get them out there. And I guess you see them, right? It's kind of – actually, I've been having fun. Like uh, I didn't, never really tried that hard when I was younger. But now that I've been doing makeup for um, Rooster Teeth and like I'm, I'm learning about what's available and what's out there, it's actually pretty amazing. Like there's product for everything. You're working on prettying up the worst canvases in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make this look but, presentable. You know, but the worst is that um, I, you, have, you guys fight me at the same time. Like I bought all this like skincare stuff for everybody and told them where it was and nobody wants to do it. Like you won't let me touch your hair. No, Joel, that, that's my thing. Like, my- yeah, but uh, Joel fights me too. Like Joel will be like tell, telling me like how much makeup to use and like don't touch my hair. And, Who like, didn't wash their face? That, um, oh yeah, you said that the other day. Is that? Am I, I, I don't want to like. I don't want to. Do I don't want to embarrass do them. Yeah, they probably don't listen to the podcast anyway. Is that okay? It's somebody from your team. That's fine. I don't care. It's probably Chris. <laughs> oh, the silent, the silent signals that are that are not translated yeah. across the. So podcast. anyway, if you would like to encourage them, we have. Uh, I bought a bunch of like skincare. I labeled it for people <laughs> under thirty. I labeled the other stuff for people over thirty. We have uh, that hand sanitizing station upstairs. Maybe they, that person could just <laughs> hand san- put hand sanitizer in their hand and rub it all over their face next time. But we have a bunch of like exfoliants and stuff. So if you hobo shower, I, we can like I was just there for people to use right before they would put makeup on. But if you want, like, if everyone uses it daily. It'll make your skin look nicer, which means less makeup and looks better on camera. So I'm just putting that out there. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like girl stuff. <clears throat> it, you know, it is, it is work. Girls put work into looking good. Yeah? Men should do the same. I know. I, 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 I work on making my bank account look good. That's, that's the male equivalent. <laughs> well, girls do that too. Okay. I, uh, I've been tweeting lately about my man chair that I have that's in my house. Uh, my wife and I have been going out a lot more lately. We've made more of a commitment to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, you know, it's just like. 
after, you know, nine years of babysitting every night, my wife's like, get me out of the house. But uh, I've been tweeting about the man chair, which is the chair that I have in my bedroom that I sit in whenever I'm done getting ready to go out and I have to wait for her <laughs> yeah. to finish getting ready to go out. I was actually pretty happy. We were two minutes late getting to the restaurant last night to see Jeff and Griffin, which I think is in a window of acceptability for being late. And that's Within all. Two minutes? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, two minutes. That's, that's we nothing. There, we were there at 8.02. That's crazy. And uh, that's, that's good for us. Parking, really parking was actually challenging around there, so. Yeah, well, we, we used the valet because, I mean, that, that's a restaurant where they have – they built a restaurant and I think they have about eight parking spaces for that restaurant. How there. can they do that? I, who knows? Because we couldn't do it when we moved I in know. here. They wanted us to have an astronomical number of toilets at first. Well, we thought that, but we and we talked them down. We thought we had too many, but they're always full here. Like, <laughs> I, there's so many times where all three bathrooms are full. It was gonna be like one person per toilet. Yeah, no, it was yeah. it was a ridiculous you could number. Label it. So, like, I was gonna put a desk on one of them and just work there because we were gonna have so many. <laughs> the crazy thing is, we were talking the other day about the initial plans for the building and how uh, we had the renovation all laid out initially. It turned out entirely different than what we expected. I mean, just because we had to modify for building code and mm-hmm. toilets and things like that. We actually like the way it turned out, so thank you, City of Austin. You know, and it's one of those things where it sucks when you're going through it, but in the absence of all that stuff, it's it's garbage. You know, you, you, you have to have that because we're complaining about we went to a restaurant last night, mm-hmm. and they only had eight parking spaces for the restaurant. Yeah. And it would suck, man, if you lived in that neighborhood that's right behind that restaurant, mm-hmm. the cars just line the streets. Yeah. Parking to go to that place. Yeah, I used to live behind a popular restaurant off of Lake Austin over there, and it was, it was the same deal. It, the street was always like parked cars on each side. It was terrible. Griffin took us out to a really cool thing uh, last weekend, like on Saturday. You mean when I took you to places that we couldn't even sit down at, <laughs> like the bars? Well, it was a fu- it was a fun part of town. You, did you go with, <laughs> get into with us the dinner and all that stuff, right? Oh, was there? Yeah. And that that, that was, was when the incident st- happened, the, the, inc- oh, the yeah, phone yeah. incident. All oh, right, that's when you're knocking people out. I was talking. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was upset when I, we went to a bar and Griffin's like, "Okay, guys, this is where we're going. This is where we're drinking." I'm like, "Sweet, I haven't had anything to drink yet." So I went to the bar, opened up a tab, get a drink, and then I come back and everybody's leaving. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Where are you guys going?" Yeah, but there's there there's nowhere to sit. Yeah, and where do we go after that? Where do we sit down after that? Yeah, no, it was it was. Tr- I was actually surprised. I haven't been there. It's just been a few months since I've been down to those bars, but they've like tripled the number of people that are there. Um, we my should've... tab is still open there. <laughs> I did not go. Crazy. Really? You didn't? They gave me my card back, and I was like, I am not going to go back there after I told this guy that I'll be back for more drinks and tell him I'm leaving. If you don't close your tab, they close it for you and give themselves like a twenty dollars tip or some standard. They're not going to give a twenty dollars. They, they might. Don't do that. They might. I-, I worked at a bar. They don't do that. Not a bar, a restaurant bar. Let's yeah. discuss the, it more. The, 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 the Bennigans? All, all bar and grill. All restaurants and bars have the same policy, so you're probably, you know, good. They're, they're not going to put $20 on my... I would. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> you're not going to sweat it. No. <laughs> you're not going to spend any time worrying about that. Not 2.0. You? Good, I like that. <laughs> Let that shit slide right off, man. Forget it. I thought you were working on 2.1 now. Two, yeah, I'm working on 2.1. You're not there not yet. there yet. How do you know if you're there? Abs. Oh, okay. I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come out right. You're gonna, <laughs> that's, that's really better. <laughs> you're diminishing the power of the abs yeah, by making that noise. He's trying to get down to his 14-year-old fighting weight. Is that, where is that where you're headed now? Yeah. Why are you posting pictures of yourself when you're 14? Uh, I found an old picture of uh, when I was in uh, in junior high. You guys had pictures when you guys were babies, right? On your profile. Younger. Did I? You were like yeah, a, there was like oh, a phase yeah. where like I think everybody posted a baby picture. I thought the 14-year-old version of myself was pretty funny looking. I was thought what you did is kind of like as a goof. Yes, as okay. a goof. It was well, the weird thing was you were reacting positively like, look at these ladies. Yeah, look it up. Okay, I'm getting positive attention here. Yeah. 
I mean, if some, if I posted a 14 year old picture of myself and a bunch of ladies showed up, we're like, that's super hot. I'd be like, who the fuck are you people doing this? <laughs> you know, we were making fun of how there's just like no girls that listen. So the girl reaction I did get was somewhat creepy. <laughs> So okay, win win there. You know, I I, I met somebody who um, was actually a, a friend of mine's father, who had been married for a long time. Let's say like fourteen, fifteen years. They got divorced when my friend was in his teens, and he had remarried this lady, and they'd been married for years before I met them because I met him later in life. And uh, I went over to their house, and he had a picture on his desk of the new wife, right? New, but they'd been married like. 10, right. 15 years at this point. But the picture that he had of her was when she was like 20, 25 in that range. And these they're now in like their mid-50s at this point. And I was – I thought you couldn't have possibly known her when she was 20 or 25. And it seemed – does that seem like a weird thing? Like that was the picture he chose to be the marquee picture for her was younger when he didn't know her? When she looked her best? Well, but he didn't know her. Yeah, it's like I would have a picture – like I have pictures of my wife when we met. But I wouldn't have pictures of her when she was like 18. I think well, the, the one picture I have here uh, on my desk of my wife is probably – it was before we met. and it must have, She must have been like 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. How old was she when you met? 27. So you have a picture of your wife on your desk mm-hmm. of a younger age than when you ever knew her. Yeah. Interesting. I was talking about you, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I wasn't actually, so that's interesting. I have a – it's kind of depressing, but funny. Can you go get the picture so we can look at it? Sure. Because that, that would make sense. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, um, my mom passed away recently. And uh, when I went to the funeral, we had a bunch of photos and everything up of her. And there was one, uh, I think it was her graduation picture. Like, I had never seen it um, and when she was 18. And it was a very pretty picture. And at some point, Jeff noticed that somebody that she knew, like this younger guy that, that they had been friends, came up and when, looked around, made sure no one was looking, and took a picture with his phone of my mom at that age. Yeah. And it really creeped me out. Like it really creeped us out that he was like taking some picture from when she was younger. Like who knows why he did it. Maybe he was doing it to show people that they knew together. I don't know. But it's weird, right? That seems creepy. I was going to say that seems insanely sweet to me. Sweet? Yeah. I don't know. Man. Like she was 18. I mean, like, I, I need a frame for it. Your wife, your wife looks this age now. Like you're, I mean, <laughs> she, I, I would have guessed she took this picture yesterday. Yeah. Your wife, if that's, if that's your wife and she's 21, your wife is ex, ex, a, <laughs> aged extraordinarily well. I don't think it's weird to have pictures of people when they're younger if you know them, like if they're people that you that you care about. Yeah. Just, uh, can you just uh, borrow this and let's take oh, it? Oh, <laughs> take, take a picture. it easy. <laughs> 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 take it easy. Let me tell you something. Brandon's taking a picture of That's Gus's it. I've got to punch him in the face. Yeah. Let me tell you, Gus will leave a mark too. So <laughs> See this ring? Fucking, it'll leave an impression right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, did you see the photos of Gus and Jeff that were sent in by a fan? Did we talk about that from DreamCon? Oh, no, I haven't. I, I keep meaning to make a journal. I haven't made a journal about it yet, but someone sent me pictures of Jeff and I at the first ever convention we ever went to for, mm. uh, for Rooster Teeth. It was back, it must have been like in April or May of 2004. And we've, we've told the story before about how when we went to the first convention ever, we didn't know what to expect, and we, you know, we did a panel, and... You know, I brought some merchandise in a suitcase and we sold it in the hallway of the hotel. And you can see pictures of us selling stuff in the hallway of the hotel. And you see the suitcase that we're selling stuff out of uh, cool. in these pictures. And I look like I'm 15. Yeah. You and Jeff both have I, improved I, with age. I look fucking terrible. Was it the bus cut? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awful. You, I, I actually came down after you sent the photos out via email. I came down to specifically tell you and Jeff 
that you guys look better now seven years later than you did then. Jesus, it was it was it was jarring. It was crazy. I, I said that they looked like if you ever saw the Far Side cartoon where the sheep is going on the blind date <laughs> and the boy sheep's at the door and the mother's like, oh, look who just got shorn today. And he's like lost all of his wool and he has little bandages all over him. Yeah. He looks like he just had all his wool shaved off. That's exactly what you guys look like. I, would say, I, I look like Christian Bale in The Machinist, I think. <laughs> like just fucking, a fucking walking skeleton. It was nuts. And Jeff is like all ears. Yeah. It's something that you don't often notice about Jeff. It was, it was, uh, you guys had the same barber back then, I think, right? Yeah, we did. That, uh, that old barber shop off of uh, Old Torf, just east of Congress. Use that. What's that vacuum thing called? The Flowbee? Flowbee. Flowbee, <laughs> yeah. That's what he used on you guys. Uh, yeah, that guy retired a long time ago. I don't, but uh, it was crazy. I'll, I'll make a journal, and uh, hopefully by the time I post this podcast, and I'll, I'll link to it and show some of those pictures. Look at this. This is, this is a photo of my wife. That's when she was she, – in that picture, she's holding Teddy. It's like right after she had Teddy. She looks 12 in that photo. Yeah, she looks really young. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Did you? I feel like this isn't getting much press, but did you hear that the Bin Laden thing? Yeah, <laughs> I was really getting swept under the rug. What so, happened to Bin Laden? Sony had a second intrusion on one of their networks. Oh, say what? It's down. Sony Online Entertainment got hacked this time. Really? Not PSN. Man, this is they're targeted. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't wasn't as big of a deal, but I guess like twenty four million accounts were compromised this time. Jesus, and like. 12,000 credit cards and 10,000 bank account numbers were taken. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. They're, they're definitely being targeted. It's so funny. I read an article when that was all going down. And Brandon, do you want to have a response here pretty soon as the uh, official Sony fanboy in the office? But I read an article that the uh, somebody was saying that in the wake of the Sony hacking attempt or, you know, intrusion – that Xbox was beefing up their security as well, and they're making announcements about it today. And it was like just a normal "don't fall for phishing" mm-hmm. like announcement that Xbox 360 put out there. It wasn't any like they were trying to like say this was on a parody yeah. thing, and it's like don't give anyone your birthday, don't give anyone your password. Yeah. Like, it was a very innocuous, lame security announcement. And I was I, like, what are, what, are they, what are they doing here? <laughs> the uh, one, I don't know if it's related to the PSN outage, but I'm very happy that Hulu finally came out on the 360 last okay, Friday. Yeah. I stopped caring about the PSN outage once, yeah. once Hulu came out. The second I got Hulu, I was like, that's like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all good. Yeah. Take your time, Sony. Why was was Hulu on the Sony yeah. network? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, 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 what I, that's long, almost long exclusively what I used my PS3 for was watching Hulu. Yeah. Jeff was really excited. He came home. He's like, Hulu's available. And he went, and gra- he went to try to watch Wipeout on the television because that's mm-hmm. what he and Millie watched, watched together. And of course, you can't get it on. You have to still yeah. have to go to your computer for that one. Yeah, they have a weird. Well, I mean, it makes I'm sure it makes sense to them. They have a, a, a tiered system where some stuffs only on the computer. Mm-hmm. Some stuffs on devices, and some stuffs on mobile. And it could be any combination yeah. of those three. Everything that he wants to watch is only on the computer, so it uh-huh. hasn't benefited him. Wait, can you see those on the phone though? He Why used to be able to watch. Wagging on the your finger at me because I'm, I'm, I'm angry at you. Me? Oh, I'm shit. really, I really am. I'm legitimately angry. Legitim- at you. Okay, okay, let's hear it. So. I actually do research for the podcast to have things to talk about. You would never guess it by how many things I get wrong, but I actually do research. <laughs> One of the things I did for research is I like making fun of my wife and, and Griffin as well for liking young guys like Robert Pattinson and all that stuff. So I'm on my treadmill. I got to watch something. So I think, haha, I'll watch this shitty show, Supernatural. Oh, you love it. I'll watch this show <laughs> and I'll watch these hairless guys running around hunting ghosts. It's going to be the stupidest thing I've ever watched. The fucking show's great. Yeah. And now it I. It gets fucked. bad, though. It gets so bad. And now it's like six seasons, and I'm like, I'm, oh. the, the first scene you can in stop the pilot. Before, don't do it. The first scene in the pilot is awesome with the mom and all that. Mm hmm. 
And it's like, fuck, now I'm fucking hooked on this show. And I, yeah. wanted to, I wanted to watch it and hate it and make fun of Griffin for it. And now I'm watching this stupid show. The show is good, but it, it derails. And when it derails, it derails badly. And I'm committed because I'm going to keep watching it. I'm in like halfway through season six. Yeah. And it seems to be getting a little bit better. But um, you may not want to watch past season three. Like where where one and was two this is really good. show on that it lasted at least six seasons? Is it still on the air today? Uh, yeah, season six is happening now. Okay. Where does it air? <sighs> It I I, don't, I watch it like through Zoom, so I don't know where anything. Is. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know where any. I don't know where anything lives. Like, I have no idea what day of the week Modern Family is on, mm-hmm. but I watch every episode of that show mm-hmm. when it shows up. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. Excuse me, I wouldn't be able to tune into a new episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia if my life depended on it. But I wa- I've watched every episode of that too. Supernatural airs on the CW. I was oh, going to guess okay. CW. CW used to have uh, Veronica Mars, another great show. I think they had that. God, I like a CW show. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I love that. Sh- I, I yeah, well, I guess it's it, great. Last week it just got renewed for a seventh season. Oh really? For the 2011, well, 2012 season. Hopefully, the second half of season six will be better. I hear from according to Twitter and people on Twitter, it gets better. But mm-hmm. they also told me that season five came back, and that never happened. Uh, McGee is one of the executive producers. Yeah, is he, isn't he an executive producer? Yeah, yeah, executive. I've been trying to find, like, um, you can get calendars, but they have their clothes on, so I didn't see the point. But I'm trying <laughs> to find a poster of them. At least Dean, because he's – you think Dean's better, right? Listen, listen, the reason I like the show is not the reason she likes the show. <laughs> <laughs> You've just gotten dragged in. I, I want to make this perfectly clear. You're know, fucking Actually, torn down. Sam was better. Like, in the beginning, Sam was my favorite. He was cuter, but he got less cute. Okay. Just, uh, just I'll be ready know. for that. I'll be ready for that. <laughs> this might be the most, we'll defer to your expertise. <laughs> Luckily, that won't take me off guard. Might when, be when, the, <laughs> the most relatable conversation ever on the podcast. Yeah, a lot of people watch that show. Really? A lot of people do, yeah. Six seasons. Somebody's watching it. Yeah. People are into so, it. I mean, hell, they cancel everything these days, especially if it's got a sci-fi premise. It's like, yeah, it's like if you took Buffy and X-Files, mixed them together, don't, don't, but, but had two hot guys taking their clothes off the whole time. And don't they, use Buffy and the X-Files and got, against me. Every episode has a new hot, <laughs> and every episode has a new hot chick, and it's like they're breaking That's hearts true. across the country. It's very true. Like the first, the whole first episode, they had like one of the some one of their girlfriends was like in short shorts the entire time. Oh, You've changed and a half shirt and a half shirt. Mm-hmm. You've changed. I've changed in what way? You haven't known me very long. Yeah. Because my favorite show of all time was Felicity on the WB. <laughs> I wore that like a badge of honor. But now I'm so vindicated by that because yeah. I was a J.J. Abrams fan and I kept talking about them when Alias came on the air. I was like, this guy fucking J.J. Abrams is fucking awesome. He makes all these awesome shows. You, you knew the band before it got big. I own <laughs> J.J. Abrams.com for a while. Remember that? No, I don't remember that. That's funny though. I did. I own J.J. and I, I just let it expire because I'm curses. I wasn't going to make a fan site. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'll go look right now and see what's on J.J. Abrams.com. <laughs> Did you have you taken a look at the um, interactive Super Eight trailer that came with Portal Two? I don't watch trailers. Okay, that's what we're doing. It's not watching. It's more. You like don't watch trailers. Walking no. around in the like, trailer. I don't like to either because you find out way too much about something. Yeah, you know the new Harry Potter trailer came out. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I will watch Harry Potter because I already read the book, so I know what's happening. But I don't like seeing like trailers of movies that I'm interested in seeing because then I I don't know they're just then, too long and they just you can guess everything from the trailer sometimes. Totally. Yeah, but I mean like. You know, you don't really – you don't know if you're interested in a movie. I'll tell you why I did this too. You know, the title. Uh, this is why I, I changed my policy on trailers. When I was um, 16 or something, like I went on exchange um, to France. And so at some point, my host family had a bunch of movies that were like American movies. It's but for, they foreign exchange. You yeah. Okay. And they had, uh, they had a movie that was – in it was an, an American movie, but <laughs> it was uh, – at the bottom, they had like French subtitles. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know based on the title. Like I didn't even read the title. We just put it in. And I was watching it. I, halfway through, I'm like, this is amazing. 
I don't know what this is, but it's amazing. Um, and then I found out late, like about halfway through it, it clicked for some reason. I didn't pick up on it earlier, but it was Shawshank Redemption and oh. which I hadn't seen yet. And after that, I was like, I love just watching something and then not having any opinions formed already for me. Because at that point I'd already heard, Oh, it's such a great movie. It's so amazing. And I would have had like my expectations set at a different level. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie would have been fine anyway. Yeah. But since then, I don't, I don't want to know about it. I don't want people to tell me too much. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're not spoiling things, but they always do. It's true. They're even spoiling stuff when they say, I'm not going to spoil anything, but wait until the last five yeah, minutes. You're like, you fucking dumbass. What are you doing to me? Yeah, now it. you're expecting something or you're looking for it. Yeah. It's the way you think about it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I always say about when we, when, whenever we make narrative content for the web too, you don't realize what an impact having a progress bar makes on the way people view things. Yeah. Because just knowing where you are in – I mean you have a sense of that when you're sitting in a movie theater just because stories tend to have a very, very similar structure – but you can still have moments in there, like you, you know, you can have a one to two minute, you know, subterfuge that goes on where you're doing something with the audience or playing with them a little bit, and if that, if you still have a minute left on your progress bar in your video, they're like, oh, I know something else is coming. I'm watching yeah. this. It's mm-hmm. weird to have that constant reminder. But I guess books have always had that. You always have more pages left. Yeah. Yeah. that's almost like a progress bar too, though, when you're reading a book. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah books yeah. have had okay. that where you know you know how close you are to the end. Right. All okay. the books I read, you just flipped around different pages. Have you ever read a book? <laughs> like no, I used, like a I used to be a an adventure. Reader. I used to be a really big reader. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Like, what was your favorite author? Um, I, 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 came close, I came close to saying Arthur, but I didn't say Arthur. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. <laughs> nice save. Thank Th- you. There was this uh, kid series by this guy named Brian Jacques. And it was called the Red Wall series, and it were basically adventure books, star- but, but all the characters were animals. Um, but it was it was that was my favorite. Brian. And animorphs, animorphs were fucking awesome. Brian Jacques, yeah. And animorphs, yeah. Animorphs was so like when a you sci-fi. say you used to be a big reader, you mean like until you were seven? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I guess until junior high. So about the time that picture was taken that you posted that you're so proud of. Yeah. Until junior high. <laughs> so elementary school, you were a big reader. I, I was a big reader in junior high. Midway through junior high, I stopped reading. What did you switch to? What was, what was your new thing? Working I don't out. know. Not reading? <laughs> no. Fuck working out. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gus? What, what, would, what did you read when you were younger? Um, I, I've always hated reading. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I've never really been a fan. Man, I, I'm, I, I, when I was a kid, you know, probably the same age as Brandon, like elementary and junior high, I'm sure I read a ton. But Like Goosebumps? No, I, I hate that. that, I, think that I think I was a little too old for that. I think that came along when I was already Yeah, older. my brother was into them. It was kind of like a few years after me. Yeah. Um, hmm. When I was really little, I remember reading – like when I was in elementary, I remember reading like all the Encyclopedia Brown books. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. Really? This, like we're talking about kids' books. This yeah. What you guys I, I was read? a kid. I was in elementary. I mean so – you never read as an adult? You never – Very limited stuff. Interesting. What about you? Who, yeah, was, who read, was your favorite author I've as a kid? Them. Well, look, when I was a teenager, I really liked Stephen King a lot, which I'm not too proud of anymore. But he wrote Shawshank Redemption, you know, mm-hmm. and I read all those short stories. I think it's one of his uh, Bachman books. I read a ton of Piers Anthony. I did too. Yeah, Orson Scott Card. I've read a lot of sci-fi. Asimov, you know, Ray Bradbury. You must have read that Yeah, I've read, 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 read sci-fi. Speaking of Piers Anthony, Jeff and I just ordered uh, Spell for Chameleon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're going to read it together. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. You guys, that's very really cute that you guys read books that's together true. like that. It's and, been a while. You do you want? To, can we talk about this? That your name is Griffin because it because of Piers no, Anthony? and we can't talk. Oh God, I shouldn't have brought this up. Okay, I want to talk about it then. <laughs> it's not because of that. You guys are asshole. Let's just drop it. <laughs> Griffin, Griffin, when she was a teenager, she had a pen pal relationship with Piers Anthony, who is a guy that I read a ton as a teenager. It as was well. with him or somebody working for him. Sure, sure, and it wasn't like you know. You weren't sending pictures or anything like that. It was pre-mobile phones drawings. and pre-internet. You sent drawings. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Griffin, her name. 
I just liked Griffins, but yeah, I sent him some character ideas, and one of them was part Griffin. Yeah. So you sent him character ideas. Did he ever incorporate? <laughs> yeah. Aren't you included in one of his books? In Harpy Time, and then Jan Ilwind. There's another some other character ideas, but he pretty, like like halfway through the series, he pretty much all of his books were just written ways to figure out how to incorporate all the fan. It was just fan service, like at halfway through the books. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was just like, and then in the back would be like a whole. Like several pages of just thank you to people who wrote sent in suggestions or whatever. Well, you ever read you ever read any sci-fi? Because that's more fantasy. You ever read any sci-fi stuff growing up? Uh, yeah, but a lot of it was like his sci-fi. Oh yeah, or like fantasy sci-fi combined. Like his like his incarnations of immortality series or the Adam. Well, I read, series? I read I read those and I read some of the Adam series. Um, yeah. I and he wrote Total Recall. Pure Zane, yeah, okay, all yeah, right. So he had some sci-fi, but a lot of his sci-fi was like a mix of fantasy and sci-fi. What's up to you guys? Uh, nothing. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. L- oh, sorry. We're talking about books. Yeah. Anyway, but then, <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things too. It's like authors that you like when you're younger. Um, not to disparage Mr. Anthony, but uh, as you get older, you like you look back on it. and You're like, you know, weren't you influenced? Wasn't the schedule your movie influenced by the incarnations of Immortality? Yeah, on a pale horse. I would definitely, I would definitely yeah. say so in some ways for sure. Yeah, because uh, I read that when I was younger. Um, it's not, you know, you wouldn't – anybody who read that book and liked it would not see any similarities, I don't think, aside from the death aspect of it. Where it's a guy uh, – On a Pale Horse is a book about uh, a guy who is going to kill himself. He's at the end of his rope and it's at a point in the future where magic has been rediscovered as an actual – I, I don't want to say like science, but yeah, it's like a mm-hmm. – it's a field of study and it stands on par with science in this world hmm. that he's created. Anyway, he goes to kill himself and – um in the moment when he does, somebody walks in the room and he panics and shoots that person and it turns out he shoots the Grim Reaper and he has to then take the place of the Grim Reaper. That's how that office is passed on mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's associated with death and so he takes over the office of, of death hmm. and uh, he has to go collect souls that are in balance, right? Like people who are close. God, it's been a really long time. He collects souls that – what you said in balance? What yeah, they're mean? close to good and evil. Like they're not they're – not, they're not good enough or evil enough to take care of themselves. I feel like I remember – wasn't that book kind of almost like vignettes where it was like everyone's little like life story and then he would go like encounter them? Or was it more of just about him? God, I don't know. It's, it's a, long a long time, time ago. Too. And each – in that series, each book was covering another incarnation, like another being or person. You know, like well, there was a, a Gaia one. Like another incarnation of death? No, no. Like um, – like fi- I don't know. Like what would you say? Like a figurehead like – yeah, like time is one of them. One of them is like the fates or fate. Hmm. Like, and then there's yeah, Kronos or whatever. Yep, the time and then guy. War, and then the last one, nature is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then fate, and then he even goes into God into Satan as well. So he covers like the five major ones in there: hmm. God and Satan. Okay. Now I, I kind of want to get on a Piers Anthony kick again. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure you could. I mean, I, I enjoyed those books when I read them. You know, I just don't know. If they, I don't think they would hold up. I don't know. Like, I had to stop reading this answer series because a lot of his like political stuff started seeping in. Like he kind of he had some anti-gay comments in a couple of his books, and I just had to stop reading. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, yeah, that's so. rough. Yeah, and also we like a lot of his a lot of his sex stuff. It's creepy. It's like always fourteen-year-old girls. Yeah, it was appealing to me when I was that age, and then older, I was like, when I would go back and reread stuff, like, whoa, should I? You know. Yeah, and seems- then you see a picture of him, and you're like, this guy is just like kind of an old creep. <laughs> like, yeah, and you're writing the letters. I should, I should call him adult. <laughs> I was fucking 13, 14 when I was writing to him too and he de- he wrote back or somebody did. Yeah. Mm. And nothing ever nothing, – nothing suspect at all, right? Just I don't know. Nice. I wonder if I still have those letters. I'll have to look and see. They might be in a box somewhere. should find them. I should. But you know what? I, you know, we talk about the progress bar thing. Uh, there's, a, there's a thing that I kind of got away from reading just because it was a really weird thing where whenever um, 
I used to read some really long books. I think one like The Stand by Stephen King and It by Stephen King. I mean, these are like 1,300-page mm-hmm. novels, you know? And you get to the end of it. This is the whole reason I got this reading thing when Todd was – I was mentioning we get to the end of a progress bar. You get to the end of a book. You know that? Getting to the end of a book, I never liked the feeling of finishing a book. It was like this weird feeling of like – like I don't know how to describe it. I almost had like a feeling of loss in a way. Like That's when you're finality. with a book so yeah. long. It's almost like this – melancholy feeling of like it's like it's like instant nostalgia almost yeah. and, and an intense feeling of it when you when I would finish a long book and it's a, it's a feeling that I only associate with reading and because I don't think books. you're going to go back and reread a book have you ever go yeah, back and well, re- some, and, then, some and then you do. can't recapture that feeling either too it's yeah. a very I don't know it's a really intense memory that I have some, I read, I read some the books stand, you can I remember now. some books you can recapture the feeling if you really love them yeah or they did yeah. change like and this or is you a, wait for the movie adaptation <laughs> No, but like if you've ever – like there's – like The Little Prince I love. But every time I read it, like I see something else because I read it like years apart and then I'll read it and I'll be like, oh, I see – I, something else from the book will be highlighted to me. Sure. You know, and that's an easy one because it's so short. You can read it in an hour. You like know? where the wild things are too. I think it depends on the ending too. It's a different kind of book. But when I saw the movie, I was like, that's not that's not based on the book that I read. Yeah. Wild, and then I went and read it. I go, oh, this totally, book's totally different than what I remember it being. And yeah, it's so open-ended too that – Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the the ending. I remember the the Godfather was a really really good book, way different from the movie, and uh, the ending was just like really really touching. It was like one of those things, you're just like oh, poetic. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think if you end on like a really cool note, it's easier to just put the book away and be okay with it. So I think it, it does depend on the way it ends. But you can miss characters, like in, if you, in a way that you don't miss with movies or TV. Yeah, because you you are inside their brains more. I yeah. Don't know. I, 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 Plus, I guess with TV or movies, it's easier to recapture. You know what you want to do, dedicate two hours to. I didn't have that feeling when Lost ended. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was just like, is this an appropriate entry or not? Yes, check. Good. <laughs> they covered this. Okay, you know. But I didn't have that feeling of like. Have you ever cried like in a book? Like when something happens? <laughs> Pardon me. No. Where, we, where, where did that come from? Have you ever cried in a book? Uh, I guess if I would have cried in one, it would have been Old Yeller. Oh. I, I cried about some of the fucking books I had to read, like the Iliad and the Odyssey. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> God. Those are, I read those, too. Those are fucking... Brutal. Brutal. Those are beach- I read the Iliad, the Odyssey, and the other one. What's it called? The Aeneid? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the thir- that third one is. Oh, my Should God. Odyssey is good for, like, one section. They have the two cool monsters and the whole thing, and they're right after one another. It's like once everything before that and everything after that is just boring. You know what I'm talking about? The- yes. And then the big... The, the what? <laughs> the big whirlpool guy. Oh. The Kraken? Is that who it is? <laughs> the, uh... What was um, like the thing from uh, Tatooine in the water? No, yeah. the uh, Sarlacc pit? Sar- Sarlacc. That I know. What, unfortunately, what? Those, those classics I know. It's, uh, Charybdis? Or... Is that what it was called? I don't remember. Skilla or Charybdis, I think. I forget which one it was. Oh, I think it's the first one you said. Skilla? I feel like it. Yeah, I think so. I think it was a sea monkey. That's what <laughs> I think it was. So... We haven't talked about the Bin Laden thing. Do we want to talk about that? It seems weird that we would go through a whole podcast and not talk about something that's going on right now. Did something happen? Epic history. <laughs> well, we talk about the books like reading the, the Iliad and the Odyssey. Um, I, if you don't know, Bin Laden – Osama Bin Laden was shot by Navy SEALs. They had an operation where they went in and picked him out of a compound in Pakistan. He was – In the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, in a million-dollar mansion. That's the Pakistan. shittiest million-dollar mansion I've ever dude, seen. Dude, all I'm saying is buy real estate in Pakistan. That's a million-dollar house, dude. It didn't have internet or a telephone. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, that's like – those are like L- – is everyone from L.A. like <laughs> transplanting over to Pakistan? Here's the other thing, and I don't want to make – I don't want to too, too, too light of this because, I mean, you know, it's the bookend of a very tragic event and it ended with, you know – 
you know, storming in and shooting somebody in the head. Uh, but at the same sense, it's like the craziness of it is what if that thing had gone wrong? That could have killed yeah. Obama's presidency. I mean, he's flying two Blackhawks into Pakistan. What if they, they got shot down? All those guys died. Mm-hmm. One of the helicopters was damaged. They had to blow it up. Yeah, it could it could have been like yeah. uh, Jimmy Carter trying to rescue, rescue the hostages all over again. Or, or Bay of Pigs. Pigs. Yeah. It, it could have easily been a Bay of Pigs. And it's like we're, Cuba was an enemy at the very least. I mean, Pakistan's not an enemy. And we're in there and we're shooting. And wasn't the weird thing about this mansion is that it's right in the middle of essentially the the Pakistanian West Point town? It's, it's close to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's in the town and it's like half a mile away from the facility. <laughs> Right, their military academy, yeah. which is crazy because, I mean, it's so crazy to me. Like everyone is saying, they're now like giving the evil eye to Pakistan now and being skeptical because they're saying, how could he be here in this compound with all the Pakistan military being trained all around in a military town and nobody noticed this and nobody found him? It, it seemed clear they were almost hiding, maybe even guarding him. What I find weird about it is. We flew two Black Hawk helicopters into a nuclear power. I mean, Pakistan is a nuclear power. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're on the UN Security Council. I don't think they are. I don't think so. But they're a nuclear power. Yes. And there aren't many countries that are. We just flew in there with two Black Hawks. And two Chinooks, I think, as well. Pretty deep. I mean, it's pretty deep into the border. It's like 90 miles from the capital, I think. Yeah. We fly in, land, shoot up the place, stay there for 40 minutes gathering intel – Blow up our own helicopter, which was damaged. Land other helicopters to replace the new heli- the helicopter that was, mm-hmm. that was exploded or demolished. Then fly away. Forty minutes, and they were in their military town. They weren't attacked by the Pakist- the Pakistani military. Yeah, I feel like if someone came and landed helicopters half a mile away from West Point, someone would go investigate. How about your neighborhood? I mean, if like nine one one, it's like. Hey, you know that house on the hills? Just like two helicopters just landed. Well, there there's a, a lot guy, of shooting. There was a guy who was he was tweeting all that stuff, and That's, I don't know if he said the power was out or not. But I mean, he was he was doing live up. He's like, it sounded like a helicopter crashed. Now it sounded like it exploded. Yeah, that was that was the crazy part. That there's a dude who speaks English or types English really well is on Twitter and is like half a mile away or a mile or two away from where all this is happening. It's easy to assume because we're at war. And these are Navy SEALs that they're in, in a war, you know, theater. They're in a theater of war, right, where they're landing. Pakistan's not at war. No. There should be no reason why helicopters would be landing and shooting in the middle of a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And there was no cops. I mean, they're a nuclear power. Is that like the difference between the top echelon of civilized civilized worlds and other places and well, civilized countries? Like, we, we don't know what, what kind of notice was given to Pakistan. Even yeah, if it was we only told like none. 30 minutes before or something. I mean, they, they didn't. They didn't talk to the government about we think Bin Laden is here. Maybe they did. Maybe they did what you did. They called the local police department. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna be filming a movie up at the house on the hill. Uh, we'll be firing some prop guns and flying some helicopters around. So if you hear anything, just disregard it." I mean, they're there forty minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, is there, is there no police in that country? It's crazy. Don't they have radar? I know. That's crazy. Well, they have nuclear weapons, but it's, it's been speculated that the helicopters that they used were retrofitted with fake IFF systems uh-huh. to make the Pakistanis think that it was their own aircraft. But uh, who knows? Who knows what the truth that, is? That was like someone from Battlestar Galactica, doesn't <laughs> it? Doesn't yeah, it? That, yeah. Didn't they do that with one of the Cylon ships? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they waggled the wings as they were coming in. And they also did that in Independence Day when they uploaded the virus to uh, the mothership. Yeah. Yeah, that's, the, you know, using it against them. But then they should know when it crashed. They just said, oh, that, that's a U.S. Blackhawk <laughs> if it crashed. Don't you, <laughs> wanna, don't you want to know it was in the house? 
Like not an intelligence wise, just like what what well, I mean like, like how like how it's decorated. Cheetos or, or like, like <laughs> there's there's video footage of it. Is it really? Yeah, yeah post. Yeah. yeah. It is not a nice layer. Mm-hmm. It looks like a frat house almost. But, well, they were speculating he was living in a cave, so it's better than a cave. Yeah. So he had that going for him. Hell of a lot better. You think it's also propaganda that they call it a million dollar house? In a way? I don't know. Because it makes it seem like part of the part of the propaganda effort or I guess intelligence effort they made uh, initially when they invaded Iraq uh, was we dropped photos of Osama in a Western suit, like photoshopped, like he was wearing Western clothes mm-hmm. and that he had abandoned and now he was in the West. Hmm. And that was a way to demoralize, you know. Interesting. Yeah. There so, was a, speaking of Photoshop pictures, like, uh, uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, newspapers in other countries ran a photoshopped image of Osama bin Laden shot, saying that that was a photo of him dead. Yeah, but uh, it wasn't. It was just a, a Photoshop. It was like job. a two face effect, like two face from uh, the last Batman movie. They just kind of applied like a texture on his face that looked like burned or yeah, a little and a red hole. spot. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? You can't you can't put that. Toothpaste back in a tube. Mm-hmm. I mean, once that's out there, people see it and they think that's the real photo. They're talking about releasing the photo here. You know, the actual one of the actual photos, and I don't think there's any need to. I would imagine mm. that would look fucked up. Yeah. Like if you've ever, if you ever went hunting, like deer hunting before, when a bullet exits something, it's an explosion. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like a nice little red. Like the, it, the, his face will be missing. Yeah, the entry hole is, may be small, yeah. but that exit wound's gonna. Yeah, be if they huge. shot him, if they shot him from the front, though, it would just be a normal bullet hole. So you well, like they wouldn't show the back of his head. Okay, that's right. what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it depends. But I don't think I don't think they should release it. Uh, I don't think they I don't think they should release it either. But it's one of those things where uh, a lot of people have opinions, and it's like, what's the right thing to do here? Yeah. You know? How do you think they buried him at sea? Like, I mean, how do you think they got him off the ship? I mean, did they just like throw the body over? Or was it like on a board that they like? I mean, that, the, the board is that usually the, the way they do yeah. it. Really? Wait. I, I think there's procedure for it, and I think uh, that's how they do it. Just wonder if he gets like caught on the edge of the ship, and like, oh, somebody go. Cut them off. Awful. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, so you said buried at sea? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. According to Islamic law, you have to bury a body within 24 hours. And so – and it, I, there's now clerics, radical clerics who are saying that it was done to humiliate him the way they buried him at sea. But the, you know, the U.S. government is saying that this is something that's allowable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, From what I've read, the only time like a burial at sea is allowable like that is if – um, I forget. There were two scenarios, but one of the scenarios was if there's fear that the grave where the person's buried will be disturbed or dug up, mm. and they said that they or felt- if they died on a ship, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know about that one. I thought it was if, if for some reason you could not bury them where they had died. But mm-hmm. I think the reason the, the government did is they didn't want you know radical um, extremists going to the gravesite and worshiping it, like it being a place you visit, right. like Mecca. And- or to return his body and then have it be like lie in state, it, but that wouldn't be allowed either, right? Right. So it seems like the based on that bit of information, it seems like the best compromise. I, I couldn't believe that he was still alive. Yeah, I was. I, I hadn't thought about him in years. Yeah, I, I thought. No, I sure agree. He was they dead. did said years ago that he had kidney problems and needed dialysis and stuff. Right. Like, he can't be alive. And he was in a cave. Yeah. And all that other stuff. That's another one of those things, like trying to explain to a kid, like with with the cop thing, you know, like. Trying to explain why everyone's cheering because somebody's dead to a no, kid. You know? A lot of people that we know who don't live in the U.S. were asking me about that. 
Like, are people in the streets cheering in Austin? I said, not at all. You know, yeah, that's, I, was, I was kind of annoyed by That's two crowds. That. It's a one crowd in Times Square and one crowd outside the White House. It's literally probably 400 people at the most. And it's the two places that were, were attacked. I mean, Washington, D.C. was attacked. Mm-hmm. New York was attacked. I mean, I think there's a certain level of, like, understanding that should go with that. I mean, I mean, listen. I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for the way they react to it. It's, 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 it's bizarre to say the least. I mean, it's like this is one person, and it's not even like. I mean, the the best you can compare it to would be Hitler, but Hitler essentially was a leader. We we killed him. It's symbolic of us getting to Berlin. You know, we get to Hitler, and the war's over. You know what I mean? Even yeah. we kill this guy, it's like this isn't over. This is just a, a step in the process. It's like this mm-hmm. is literally just you know justice. For, yeah, there, there, for there, one guy. There have been other more important people captured and or killed over the years, but you don't celebrate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's symbolic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, a, there was a guy who released a, a statement. He's a father, one of the guys, and he was just like – just rip you to shreds reading it, you know, how he wasn't going to celebrate, doesn't bring his son back, doesn't change any of that stuff. And it's just like – talks all about his son, how the uh, he hears people talking about closure and he uh, appreciates that because it's other people hoping that – the passage of time will lessen his pain. He said, I can tell you that the passage of time is not less than the loss of my son in any way. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. That's rough. Tear you up. Can I read something real quick from Obama, Obama's statement? Do Of all the things, uh, this is the most disturbing. And I, I have a weird thing too um, where we were talking about the, you know, Iliad and the Odyssey and those mm-hmm. old, old epics. Um, I think I learned from that. I always thought that one of the basic tenets of warfare was that you return bodies. Like that you let people collect their dead. Mm-hmm. And that's I thought that I thought that was a I thought that was a rule of warfare, which always sounds so stupid to say, but you know, I thought thought it was, but apparently it's not. Mm-mm. You know, that you don't no. have to return bodies. Where would you return it to? Like I guess His to family. family? Okay. Yeah. Or you just leave it. You don't take the dead. Yeah. You know? I mean you don't you don't typically in warfare shoot people and then cart the bodies away. But if there was a there was a question about proof or whatever, maybe but then I mean, you have cameras or whatever. But even right. that, like you said, Photoshop, like I don't – you need more physical proof now because everything is so easily faked. It's one of those things too with with a body in particular, especially with a religious figure, a dead body can be a big deal, like, mm-hmm. especially if the body goes away and then what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he's – you know, you never know what could happen. So obviously there's tactical reasons for it. Let's put it this way. I'm glad I'm not the guy who has to make those decisions, right. you know, about mm-hmm. what to do with somebody's dead body, you know. Uh, but this is this was an actual thing that, that – the whole thing this 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 disturbed me in the process, and this was Obama what he said about it. He said, um, "This is the end of his uh, statement." He said, "The cause of securing our country is not complete, but tonight we are once again reminded that America can do whatever we set our mind to. Uh, that that is the story of our history. Whether it's the pursuit of prosperity for our people or the struggle for equality for all our citizens, our commitment to stand up for our values abroad, and our sacrifices to make the world a safer place." Talking about that Americans can do whatever we set our mind to, that seems like a really weird context for this thing to me. Like that's what I would normally associate with landing a man on the moon mm-hmm. or even even as far as like splitting the atom in the mm-hmm. Manhattan Project. At least that is a scientific endeavor. You know, mm-hmm. That is people working together for something that can bring about a greater good. It just seems like a weird thing to put in context of guys, yeah. guys kicking in a door and I, shooting somebody in the head. I could see that. Like well, you, you want to associate with more – Positive for the greater good things, and not that this was a bad thing, but it's it's almost got like negative connotations to it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, I guess he was just going from the angle that no one really thought we could do this. I mean, everybody thought we'd be searching yeah, like, hundreds of miles of caves. You know, it's so, probably like, it's embarrassing. A, a landmark, um, 
you know, achievement. But I understand what you're saying. It's just that's a happy that's happy imagery that you want to think about mm-hmm. when 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 you hear rhetoric like that. You know, like the the positive things we can do. It was, but it was a power speech, you know. Yeah, and yeah. that was it. Was a calculated power speech, and that's what he was doing. So yeah, he was sending a message. Listen, he said he was going. He said he was going to go find the guy, and he said he'd go into Pakistan if he had to. Mm-hmm. He said that during the campaign. And yeah, he did it. It it, it, yeah. only, it only cost us a lot of money and <laughs> a lot of years and a lot of lives. Yeah, they, dude, have you read about these guys that went into that, went in there? Into Man, that? yeah, I read. Yeah, average age of the strike team was thirty eight years old. Really, these guys are all average two decades of military experience. Yeah, they, like, they have to spend years in the seals before they're even uh, they can even be thought of for being selected for that for that team. I can I can read some. Was of these it called Team Six? Team, team six. six. It That's was they cool. named it Six because at the time they had three. They, it was the third SEAL team they created. It was during the Cold War. They wanted the Soviets to think they had a ton of them, so instead of naming them SEAL Team Three, they named them SEAL Team Six. I read a story about an old mission they did in uh, Grenada. Where I guess the mission kind of went sideways. Um, they ran out of ammo. They were outgunned. They were going to lose this position they were supposed to hold, and they were on, <laughs> they were on the the beach. They were on the shore, so they were supposed to defend this radio tower. They couldn't do it. They blew up the radio tower, and since they were out of ammo, the solution was we're going to swim out into the ocean for six hours. So they just left, and they just swam out into the ocean, swam in the ocean for six hours. Eventually, a plane spotted them and then sent a boat to pick them up. Wow! Like it's like okay, let's let's leave, start swimming. I can't imagine doing that, man. I couldn't swim for 30 minutes. <laughs> Just swim into the ocean. I mean, think about that. You're swimming into open sea, and then behind you have enemy forces. That's yeah. like your two choices. Wow. Surprised you're giving yourself 30 minutes, Gus. Yeah, that's, that's, that's being super generous. That's, and that's in a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, one of those little floaties. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> is, is it true that one of them was a... Uh, a UT journalism grad? Where did that come from? Yeah, he was the, he was the leader of the team. That was the, the Austin American Statesman reported that. I just like the idea of this team of elite forces swimming out of the ocean, and there's just like one private Sorola who's like, ah, seaweed, seaweed, touched my leg! <laughs> I've got a crap! I just ate 30 minutes ago! I can't go in there! I just ate an MRE. <laughs> I'm gonna get cramps. Man, yeah, there's some crazy stuff. But they are those. I mean, those guys. They went in there. They had no no casualties on the American side. They stormed in, and I, you know, I would imagine they were prepared in some way for somebody at some point to become a for Osama bin Laden. And then they hear these helicopters coming. They crash one of them outside. They have to land the other one next to it for, I guess, operation safety purposes. Mm-hmm. Then they had to go through three walls of the compound, and they get in there, take them out. No. No American casualties. That mm-hmm. seems insane to me. It sounds like an action movie, like unbelievable action movie. Just like, let's just use those guys for everything. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know? I mean, Team Six. That's gonna be a movie. I mean, like the, the name alone. That's <laughs> well. They already had awesome that. They already movie. had that Charlie Sheen movie in the eighties, uh, Navy Seals. You ever see that? Team Six, though. Uh, Team Six. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to fathom what one of those guys' lives is like. Like mm-hmm. his average daily life. You know, they train constantly. It's just like, do they go home and it's just like, does he like just go into a box and they shut the box? You know what yeah. I mean? It just seems like if, if, the, if like their kids misbehaving or acting up, you think they put their kid in a sleeper hold and like knock him out? You're no, like, all right. I don't think you can just lay, I, lay down, lay down. I, thought, I, I don't think you would have kids. I, I don't think you give a shit about anything at all. I can't imagine they would. What was, what was the movie that won the Oscar a couple of years ago? Hurt Locker? Yeah. It was like one of the major parts when, you know, one of the bomb guys goes back home. You know, and he's living in the real world, and that's the thing that feels weird and where he doesn't get along with. You know, it's oh, that's why he keeps going back out. Yeah, it's just unnatural. 
I would think that if you had that profession, though, you wouldn't bother having a family because you want to be prepared to let go of your life at any point, right? You never know. I mean, but, you but never t- know. I think typically these people start later. You know, they've been in yeah. the military a long time, so maybe they had a family already and started it, and then this came along. Yeah. So who knows? Just like this anonymous archetype, you know, these guys that are just – I just imagine they sit – they go home. They sit on the edge of the bed and they stare at the wall. And then the phone rings and they're like, okay, I'm coming. Yeah, they're waiting you know? for the phone. Yeah, it's like they're there like two weeks. Like I just can't imagine. And personality-wise, they try to get rid of the really boisterous guys, you know, like the ones who feel like hot shots. Yeah, the cowboys or yeah. who want to do things on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mavericks. Yeah. We and- should uh, – not to derail our interesting conversation, but we need to wrap up here pretty soon. Sure. Well, in, in closing and all that, I hope that, I hope that uh, you know, we talk about the bookend of Bin Laden being killed. Hope that is a bookend for some people. I hope that that brings, you know – even though the father of that guy said, you know, closure. Hope it brings some peace to a lot of people, you mm-hmm. know, for everything that happened. Because I remember, you know, it's 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 good to know that that guy in particular will not have the ability to create the amount of fear and horror that he created. Because I remember that very vividly. Mm-hmm. And, at, you know, at the very least we can say he won't be creating that again. That's very true. Yeah. All right, on that somber note, <laughs> have a good day. Thank you for listening. Thank Bye. you.